I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast 432. Terry Miller, the disc golf guy, alongside Johnny V. How you doing, Terry Miller? Super duper. That's awesome. Yeah, here uh, with some action. Uh, of course, just getting over a big weekend. Well, not of course, maybe for some. For me. For you. Getting I mean... <laughs> over a big weekend down in Florida. Most of where... us don't have the uh, the luxury of going to Florida. <laughs> luxury, yes. Luxury it is. It, like it, I mean, you do a lot of work. No one's going to deny that. But <laughs> It's not exactly a vacation. No, but you get, to, you get to leave Wisconsin weather and at least enjoy a little bit of the... Um, uh, the luxuries of the nice Florida weather. Now you're putting in a lot of work, yeah. one camera coverage, you know, getting them out same day, which is amazing, <laughs> but it is still, I'll, I'll tell you what, I would rather do a, a three days of work doing that than mm-hmm. three days of work here in. Well, yeah, that's, and, and so, I mean, so that, that is again, no one's denying that you do. <clears throat> I'm fortunate enough to get to go to work once in a while in Florida and I take, Every advantage I can when I do it, but it is a luxury. It's nice. It's I, I nice guess. to go. I guess there. that's one way to look at it. I am, I am treated very well, and I love the entire Gainesville Chainhawk uh, Club crew. Everything's great out there, so I very much do appreciate it. And it was even an extra day of work this year because I was uh, honored to do the skins match. Yeah, we had a skins match leading into the event on Thursday, and I also filmed, uh, recorded, and edited, and put all of that up as well. So uh, we're going to, of course, talk a little bit about that event. Uh, we're actually waiting on Double G here, hopefully soon, to be joining us. Now I don't even know if he knows the story. Uh, so I'll quickly retell it. When we were going to have him on <laughs> earlier in the year, I had reached out and I had texted him saying, hey, we, uh, you know, what do you think about the show? You know, Tuesday night, blah, blah, blah. He said, yep, great. Sounds good. Uh, we went back and forth. I forget exactly everything that was said, but we went back and forth and then completely ghosted on 
Tuesday night. Well, how rude of him. Yeah. I mean, it, really. Because if there's one thing he's known for, just, it's just being a, a, a rude... Double G stands for jerk. Yeah. Even with a J. Uh, uh, I know how that works. Uh, well, come to find out, I had an old phone number, and some a-hole, <laughs> some a-hole was, was uh, I guess, trolling me and was going along with the idea of being on the podcast, even though it wasn't, in fact, Double G's actual number. So uh, we took the big L on that one. Uh, that that was entirely my fault. This time, I've communicated him with him back and forth via Facebook. So even though he has had three or four Facebooks uh, throughout the you years, just... I know he's been locked out of a few. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have him on here soon. We'll talk about what all went down at the Chainhawk Open 11, presented by Dynamic Disc. That went on this weekend. Uh, there was a couple other PDGA events of, uh, of medium to larger scale that went on. And then also some big news that unfolded, and we kind of talked about it last week, and ultimately it comes to fruition with Callie McMorrin talking about heading up I, I, for lack of a better analogy, we'll say is she the Jeff Spring now of the Masters Tour that now exists. So she is, in my opinion, the tour director. We'll yes. we'll look for some official titling and 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 we'll see where she falls on that analogy or that comparison. But right now, she seems to be taking on the the main leadership role and being in charge of that. We're going to talk with her tonight. I got a lot of questions. I I do too. And she said she's like, well, I was on PDJ Radio. Like, that's cool. Nobody listens to that. No, I'm, just kidding. I'm totally kidding. She was, I was just on there. It's on my list of things to listen to. I have not got a chance to listen uh, to it yet. Uh, nor so. did I. And uh, I was caught up in the middle of yet doing just that, being in Florida. So uh, I've seen plenty of questions. I also made a, a very snarky post the other night that I've also seen plenty of stupid things said, uh, either whether it be assumptions or... Uh, or or just flat out whining and complaining that somehow this this still doesn't suit no. uh, particular you, you people. And we, we know as you best can't as we make can, everybody we address, happy. Um, any any clarifications that she wants to make tonight? So we're gonna have uh, Callie joining us as well. So uh, looking forward to that. All right, let's see if uh, okay. Still waiting on Double G. And while we do that. Double G for like double ghost. Yeah, He's going to exactly. ghost us again. Uh, ghost ghosting. Um, I did get some information that I did want to pass along. Uh, Dustin Leatherman, the rest of the Paul Macbeth Foundation and crew. We see that they're you know constantly talking about new things that they have going on, uh, new upcoming uh, projects and whatnot. And I know even just today, uh, without being prompted, I think I saw, or in the last couple of days, I saw that you can win, I think, a win a round of golf with Simon Lazat. They're working on all sorts of stuff. But I want to give you a few quick uh, specifics here that uh, right now that if you go to, uh, well, this is a this is a link I'm going to put in the chat. Uh, it's out here off the Paul, Mac, uh, Paul Macbeth Foundation. Uh, website, but uh, it says that there are 24 items that are available. Uh, this supports current and upcoming projects. There's great experiences and game user items. So the thing there's like a round with and, Simon Lazat. Exactly. I saw. Yep. Uh, An original grit bag. It says uh, also that we have a team. This is the Paul Macbeth Foundation has a team leaving for Uganda tomorrow with Missy Gannon and Chandler Fry. Uh, so that's one of the next projects uh, that is being worked on uh, very soon, as in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, next project is listed as Madrid. 
is another place where they're looking to do a course. Um, and a big shout out to all the players and companies who are supporting the auctions. Bidding ends Sunday night. And I'm going to put a link right here uh, that should let me post it. I've officially put a link right there. And when we click on that, um, you go to it. It talks about the uh, year-end auction. They're hoping to raise $15,000. They're already at 9400 And I think they're even putting up some... Um, some additional incentives for tonight. Holy cow. So private round with Simon Lazat at Maple Hill so far has 10 bids and it's up to $2,650. So pretty cool. Uh, grip bags, uh, the Avery Jenkins experience. Well, I'm going <laughs> to click on that. I got to see what $800 might get me. Well, yeah. What is the Avery Jenkins experience? Uh, let's, let's Cause click. I've hung out with Avery a few times. So I've gotten I, I, the Avery did experience. You have to pay him $800. <laughs> he gives you a discount. He, he gives me a discount, but not, not much. Uh, you get uh, to play in Oklahoma at the moccasin Creek disc golf course, along with three friends. The lodge at Taylor ranch is home to two tournament level golf courses, so on and so forth. Uh, so that's listed within there. Currently that sits at $800. Uh, fishing experience with Adam Hammes and Tyler's Reel uh, hmm. fishing. So that's pretty cool. Calvin Heimberg, Dylan Cease stuff is uh, on there. 2023 Dynamic Disc Open tournament experience. A pack of six Luna, six times six Lunas. Yeah, there's a ton of pretty <laughs> awesome Devo things. experience, uh, VIP tour experience for the Disc Golf Pro Tour, uh, Die Disc. There's a ton of really cool stuff out here. I, I think I said earlier, 24 different things. And then there was one more note that I'm going to quick mention here. Um, for every $200 added to the total bids during the show, they'll give away an item of choice from our store to listeners. So they're currently at 9500 and the goal is to get to fifteen k So mm. if you guys go out and bid, bid it all up. Hope that somebody else will outbid you. No, <laughs> bid it all up. And uh, the more you guys and people bid up during the show tonight, they're going to actually give away stuff through our show. I, I, that sounds like a win-win for everybody. All right. Um, yes, it's a free year subscription to the Avery Jenkins OnlyFans account. And that is... you. I mean, that's valuable in and of itself. Uh, yeah. Where do I start bidding on that action? Okay. Let me click over here. So what we're going to do is we're going to lead off with a few of the details um, from the Chainhawk Open this weekend. Well, we'll we'll gloss over the MPO action, uh, but we saw that ultimately there was 264 players in attendance this weekend, 35 in the open division. We'll come back to them, but in the FPO, there ended up being 11 women, which I think is a little bit more than they've had in the mm -hmm. past few years. When it was all said and done, uh, through a great battle. I know it was very close, actually, throughout, and I'm going to have a little bit of footage from them. Uh, we saw Chloe Alice come out on top. She is your champion. Congratulations to her. She shot four under. Deanne Carey finished runner-up, and just behind her by a single stroke was Ellen Widboom. Ellen and Deanne, uh, I think, jockeyed back and forth in positioning uh, during that final round. Uh, but congrats. Those are your podium finishers there. We also saw that uh, Jessica Weiss cashed. And then the Lynn's twins, both Morgan and Jordan, 
uh, also both taking the cash and, uh, of course, they're professionals now, but taking the cash, Do both you know, of them slipping into the cash. Is there a plan to tour much more next year? I know they've kind of been... Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to actually catch up with them and their scheduling, Okay, uh, but I know they're playing a ton. I think they have one more event this year. Uh, obviously, we've seen them battling throughout for the last couple of years and more and more of a force to be reckoned with every single weekend at these tournaments it's crazy after all these tournaments that they continue to play mm-hmm. rated 904 and 905 <laughs> they, they are so dead even I mean, week in and week out and then they always talk trash uh on social media to each other i love it uh johnny mccray ultimately moved into the pro masters 40 and older this weekend so for mp40 he ran away with it handedly uh, with a 20 under, netting himself just a little over a grand for first place. And then last week's, this is incredible, last week's Patreon winner was at the tournament. Yeah, I saw your post. <laughs> at the tournament, and he didn't even realize it. Somehow he wasn't caught up on listening <laughs> to us. What? Uh, he, he's been a Patreon subscriber and supporter since 2017. He didn't even realize it just yet. And I said, I feel like we just called your name a few nights ago. And sure enough, we had. So Joseph Culp. Went on to finish yep. second to Johnny McRae, which in some books probably feels a little bit like winning. Like that's all, hey, I would take that as a win. Johnny, right? <laughs> uh, so Joseph Culp finished second. Uh, thank you for your support, Joseph, and uh, glad to hand off a disc to you to uh, get you taken care of for your Patreon uh, support. And then Alan Shute took third place. Pro Masters, 15 older. Again, a great battle. Uh, Layman Gray. Ultimately came out on top. Dave Muntean Jr., who we know from Tallahassee, who works so hard, has put on a Silver Series event and such. Uh, Dave Muntean finishes second. And then Stephen Enlow finished third. Uh, Michael Montgomery, your MA1 champ, FA1, Kim Hatcher. Jason Culver, your MA40 champion. Eric Jenkins, who I also spoke to, MA50 champ. Pamela Dugas, uh, FA50 Chuck Wilson Brunke, Brunke, Brunke. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> MA55 champ, Melvin Roberts, MA60, Jim Carden, MA65, Luke Jacob, MA2, uh, Hilmar Arias, or uh, Halimar, sorry. <laughs> I, if I could read, uh, who I did meet briefly, uh, your FA2 champion, recreational Bradley Hendrick, Karina Dill in rec uh, women, your champion, Joe Simmons in MA4. So congratulations to all of the competitors out there this weekend. Awesome to, uh, awesome to be down there. And I'm going to quickly, I'm not going to call it a soapbox. I'm going to just quickly say like, there are times when I get to travel around and you see who puts on a tournament. I think to a couple weekends ago, mm-hmm. I had the honor of, of of TDing the cold turkey, and it's me and like, like the seventeenth time. Yeah, but it's me and like four or five people that ultimately put in the work and make it happen. Much smaller scale to go to a tournament like the Chainhawk Open and to see. Not only 264 competitors over the three days playing two different courses, but then to see the talk leading into the tournament about getting the course ready, having the basket set up, having all the assets on the course, getting all the, you know, and this is, this is very similar to what we see, we'll say on a pro tour level, but this is what happens when you have a, a functional 
healthy club. And I, I'll say it time and time again. I've always been jealous of really good, healthy, functioning clubs because not everywhere has them. No, I know Milwaukee for a long time had a great club, but it kind of went into disarray when a few of the, the elder members just stepped away or um, or there was some conflict between maybe some of the younger members and some of the older members. And Milwaukee, for the last few years, hasn't really had a, a strong presence for the for a club so it's something i feel like our area is really missing out on versus a place you know like you said like in florida where you've got the sky flyers that have been around forever sky pilots sky pilots sorry sorry, thank you um and at one point which i believe i was a member even i think we were (laughs) i think we signed up to be a member back in the late 90s um and, and so to have a club like that is it's difficult it's truly a difficult thing to keep a club like that going for long term especially through all the changes that we've seen in disc golf. Because as we know, a club even 10 years ago has to be way different than a club today, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Are you know you are you trying to accomplish large major tournaments? Are you trying to accomplish just great leagues? Are you trying to accomplish getting courses in the ground in your area? Every league has to probably focus, or every club probably has to focus Maybe a slightly different things. If you're lucky and you've got a big enough club, maybe you can focus on all of those things. Not a lot of people have that. Yeah, and it when it we know sometimes a, a club will maybe disband or fall apart because there will be some different initiatives. Some leaders may not see eye to eye or whatever the case might be. Sure. Of course, all of those things can happen. But when the the event gets put on and the overall greater good of the community and of the disc golfers and the disc golf at large is what benefits from everybody, you know, cohesively working together, at least outwardly working together. It's, it's really cool to see. And again, I'm not saying a a club has to be in place for every good or successful event by no means that doesn't have to happen. But when you go to an area and you see this healthy club doing that kind of work, it's, it's, I don't know, there's something about it. It's like great. I said, that only makes me je- a little jealous, but it just warms my heart. Like, wow, this <laughs> this is what it's like. Like uh, mm-hmm. having all these people having assigned roles and tasks, whether they ran for a board position or they just stepped up and volunteer, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And, of course, we see something like that when we talk about, you know, uh, a, a huge place like Charlotte. I mean, there's there's hundreds there's a of lot great of clubs, great so I'm clubs. I'm not going to try and name them all, but it's it's pretty incredible to see for sure. Uh, what I'm also seeing is one of the Gainesville's finest, or uh, an OG double G. Uh, it looks like he's getting himself all queued up, and I think without further ado, we've got none other than our Chainhawk Wait. Open champion, double G, Garrett Gerthy. Hey, buddy. How you doing? All right. Dinner ran a little late. Sorry, guys. All good. All good. I I, I quickly told the story, which I don't think I told you, uh, was that last time when I, I was trying to have you on, I was texting with someone. I was texting you. And then I was like, yeah, Tuesday night, we'll see you there. You're like, yep, sounds great, blah, blah, blah. Just to find out, I didn't have, that wasn't your current number. And somebody was just like playing along with it, and I was totally pissed off about it because I thought you you flaked on us when just to find out that wasn't your real phone number. That was an old one or something. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, but uh, I'm glad we got situated finally. Yeah, no, uh, we appreciate it. 
Thank you so much for joining. Uh, we were just quickly recapping all of the winners from this weekend, but also talking about the Chainhawks and the club and you know what it means to put on a big, successful event. You took this down this weekend now for the third time. What it, What is that like winning at home, so to speak, or in your, your hometown? I mean, I honestly don't care who the competitors are. Just there's something about being home and trying to defend your home turf. Usually something always comes up. So this time everything seemed pretty clean. There was still a little bit of pressure um, with so many people just on my back and wanting to support me and wanting to see the local guy win. It's just so much harder being on the home turf and making sure everything goes smoothly like it normally does in casual rounds may not be the case in competitive rounds as far as tournaments go. So I'm kind of glad I got to link it together after playing some solid golf against Paul Macbeth past couple uh, tournaments. So it was nice to finally uh, get a W before the year was over. I got one more. We're packing for for tonight for South Florida Open in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So I'm excited to keep on discing through the off season. Yeah, and we we've seen you have a couple different approaches over the last few years, you and Jessica, whether it's been Florida or California. What what is it about, you know, how do you make that decision where you're going to be during an off season right now? Uh it all just kind of depends on uh which family we've seen last for longer. We kind of try to distribute the time evenly between families and uh, currently, with me looking for property in Florida, that was uh, our time vested this off season is to kind of look for some property. With the market being a little high right now, we're being patient, so we're looking for a nice property that we can build on and make a little barn dominion. That's my goal, anyways. So uh, I'd like to be able to park all my stuff inside, be be able to have an indoor putting green, indoor throwing net. Uh, for no excuses to be ready for seasons on. So you're looking, you're looking for one of the barn dominiums. That's kind of the the general idea. I know that's the the real the hot new house thing where it's a big wide open concept, and then you can really do what you want with it depending on the land, huh? Yeah, I kind of like that idea. I just like uh, more of open space where we can store stuff because we gather a lot of things almost. If you think about it, we're on the road. Each day we acquire maybe something to go in either the trailer or the truck, which I'm not proud of per se. But uh, now that we have a puppy, it's uh, the family's expanding, you know. So I want to be able to have a little bit of land for her to be able to run inside too whenever there's rainy days because there's sure, sure enough rainy days here in Florida. Yeah, I mean, from three to four o'clock every day, right? At least for like a half hour or something, it feels like. Um, True. We can t- we can ask Terry. The weather was quite nice here in Gainesville, Florida. We had a bit of a talk about it. Yeah, it, it was. It, I, it was a touch on the humid side, which I think we should expect. But it somehow every bit of precipitation held off all weekend until we were like pulling out of the parking lot, and then there was a little drizzle on Sunday night. And it's like, eh, I'm out of here. <laughs> it, it, it was it turned out perfect that's nice florida's over, way to get rid of you yeah i'm okay with that it was overcast but yet perfect throughout the weekend so uh 
do you have uh, again? Well, I guess you don't have a, you don't have an address for it anyway, so we're not doxing you. Uh, where, like, what section of Florida? I mean, we just saw Paul Macbeth and Hannah move uh, up to Jacksonville area. What section of Florida are you uh, are you looking to be in? I'm looking in the north central Florida area, which is just a little bit on the outskirts of Gainesville. Gainesville says their prices are high, but I can tell them maybe go look all other states and they're probably not that high. But <laughs> um, so either way, either in Gainesville, you know, the Newberry, the Trenton, the the outskirts of Gainesville, where we're not worried about flood zones or anything like that either. So we got to okay. think about that when we come come when we become a Floridian. Yeah, 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 you're going to, de- I mean, definitely wait. I know Florida real estate in general tends to be a, a little bit more popular this time of year versus Wisconsin because in Florida, almost no one wants to move during the middle of the summer. And in Wisconsin, right. nobody wants to move in the middle of winter. <laughs> so, you you know, and with the way, obviously, as you said, real estate is right now, it's good to play your cards slow because we don't know what's going to happen next year. You might be able to get something at a much cheaper price next year. I don't think... Prices are going up anytime soon, so it's uh, exactly it's a, it's a good time to not have something and be looking for something. What there we I, go. I guess just to follow up on that quickly is you're not concerned about land uh, overall land in terms of like hey I want to have enough room for nine holes or eighteen holes. That's not necessarily uh, the goal or a concern right now. Uh, not right now because my, my goal is to keep on disc golfing for a while and stay on the road. And, uh, I'm going to keep on grinding it out for a while. And I feel like when I, I'm more aligned to the time of retiring, I want to kind of have that kind of goal where I can go mow what I want to mow for my course and not have to worry about paying someone else to do it or knowing that it's done right or anything like that. Coming from a landscaping background, I did a little bit of that work myself. So some of the stuff I want to be a little bit more in control of probably in the future. But as of right now, I want something maybe I can Airbnb out for a little bit while I'm on the road, maybe pay for itself to generate some more funds for a couple more properties later down the road. Okay. Okay. I like it. Uh, And there's nothing that seems more fitting Hardly. Maybe you in front of a grill, of course. But second to that, uh, you out on a big old riding lawnmower. That somehow that imagery is just right. I I, uh, I love the idea. To be honest, it, it's just uh, it is like a, a a yoga to me for mowing grass. It's really nice knowing what the yard looks like before and the end result of what you can make the yard look like after. There's just something about it that I really enjoy being outside. And making things look nice is kind of something I really like. What what, what kind of mower guy are you? You're, you're looking for a big zero turn one? Or are you looking for like a tractor style? Like, yeah, what kind, like what kind of mower are you, are you looking at? I'm going with a zero degree, probably a 54 inch deck, something that'll cover quite a bit and probably use it on level three quite often. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're talking I'm, big we're, decks and mowers here, got, folks. Fifty-four inches. No, see, that's big, that's bigger than mine. I went with the I went with the forty-six inch one, okay, the zero I tone like that. Toro. That big deck is and, uh, uh, double G. Deck. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not definitely going to have the, as big of a deck as double G. Um, and I, I keep her right around two seven five to three. Yeah. So that's right about where what I keep I mine. Do? 
pretty good. <laughs> what did I do? I didn't say the I didn't say the width of the jerky slices. No. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. I, I actually I, I've got questions on a couple of things that come to mind, but let let's talk about jerky for a moment. In the fact that, of course, you've really leaned into this and and it's it's killing it. You've been producing it for a couple of years. I, I think it's easy for us to forget because I'm always talking about hot boom sauce and just how much I enjoy it. It's easy to forget that you have a bigger uh, motive in mind. You know, of course, you're providing jerky to people, at, you know, as a snack and 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 following your passion of cooking in that sense and and preparing food. But talk about like the bigger vision and goal in mind and foundations and such. What what are you doing and who are you working with? Um, I'm working with uh, Paul McBeth and the. In his foundation, we're, we're growing stuff together, and also the Double G Children's Foundation we're trying to pump into as well. A uh, portion of each sale goes to uh, some children out there that need help. we got a children-sponsored team, so um, each sale helps these kids get to tournaments and pay for PDGA memberships to help them get, get out and about and uh, we also really enjoy helping the Paul McBeth Foundation because he's growing the sport in other countries. Um, I'd love to be out there with him, but he's doing big things to the next level. And, you know, hats off to the guy for making really big changes to the sport and getting in the countries that want it. And uh, I'm all about supporting that. So. Yeah, and I it's, appreciate. I mean, what a what a special place! And you've been playing golf about as many years as Johnny and I have uh, for for your entire life. What a special place we're in! That not only are do you have a foundation that's able to help, um, you know, foster some of these newer players and kids and help them out, but you're even at a a spot where you're helping another foundation of a fellow competitor who has a different mission in terms of spreading love and disc golf worldwide and outside of the u.s i think um i mean did you ever envision disc golf to get to that size where we're talking about this stuff i i always visioned it but did i ever think it was going to get there terry i i that's the trouble i see like maybe in another 10 or 15 years from now maybe we're cutting more of those lines but now that we're doing it now uh i mean more power to it because we're here to support all my growing up, my whole childhood, I was supporting the disc golf community. I know how it works. I know how expensive it is to get all your kids into the tournaments. My parents had to do it. There was five of us total. And there was some of us sitting at some of the tournaments because of the funds it does cost to get around. So we're trying to help fill that void for some of those kids out there. So always know that Double G is watching and he's always wanting to help. And uh, I have a great business partner, Ted, that's been helping me guide the way and uh, helping put these kids on the right track and hopefully get them in the right sponsors' hands to help them more, even more. Yeah, and, uh, and I know uh, I've been in communication with Ted, and he's working on some good stuff. We had uh, one of his fellow uh player, so to speak, in Alden on last week. Obviously, super great guy. He announced his contract extension with uh with prodigy you've been pretty much through and through we're going to say for most of your entire career uh with innova you had a a a little time away but 
what what where do you stand with your end of a contract? Uh, is that something that's up right now? Or are you on, on uh, any formal extensions or wh- where's everything stand? Uh, I I will say there's an extension, but I'm not going to mention all of it because I think Innovo kind of wants to do a uh, post for that. But I see myself with Innova for the next few years, maybe. And uh, if anything changes in between, that'll be that. But I'm super happy where I'm at in the disc golf world. And the support's been amazing. Everyone buying my Halo Wraith and Halo Sonics. It means the world to me. Not only that, but Double G Craft Jerky and any of those bags with Nate Sexton or Paul McBeth on it, it helps them a lot as well. So uh, I want to thank all of you for helping support me in and out, if it's from Innova or Double G Craft Jerky. Yeah, so now, of course, I, I totally agree. And I know it's been a couple of years where <laughs> every player's pack that I put together, I feel like now has to include uh, a pack of your full-size uh, jerky because that's just uh, such a no-brainer. What, uh, dare I ask, what's next? Is there is there anything within disc golf that... Oh, I thought you were going to ask, like, the next flavor. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, there's some ideas there. Uh, but my question would be, what is there anything else next in disc golf that you're concerned about either tackling or taking on or partnering with? Is there? Do you feel like there's any void? I mean, you, you mentioned... Of course, you know, uh, you know, in retirement time, that's a long ways off. Is there anything else within disc golf that you're looking into? Uh, as of right now, not really, but uh, I, I don't see myself going anywhere. I'm trying to work harder in the off seasons to be able to keep up with the growing growth of the sport because the competition levels get so high. So, uh, for me to still be at the top, I'm going to keep taking it one one year at a time, and hopefully, I can stay on this tour as long as I can without these youngsters kicking me off. <laughs> what What does Double G have to work on? Honestly, when you look back at the 2022 season and you look at your successes and your failures, what do you see that you're thinking? All right, this off season, I really need to buckle down and do this to make my game better. I need to get stronger. I need to go to the gym. I feel like I fatigue a little bit in my forearm whenever I'm out there throwing the disc 100 miles further than most people. Uh, It really does put a toll on my arm, and I don't mean that by any joke, but it it does really put a toll on me, and uh, I feel like having a better foundation, going to the gym a little bit and uh, working my dumbbells a little bit for my wrist strength, my forearms, um, I've been working on it a little bit, but now that we have one more tournament left to wrap up the year here at South Florida Open this weekend, I'll be able to hit the weights a little bit more without worrying about sensitive issues when it comes to the putting green and stuff like that. So I feel like from my personal experience, when I lift weights, I have really, uh, I would say a, a bigger problem of trying to get the disc in the basket when it's closer range after pumping some iron i don't know that's just those discs feel just uh, like a little said, lighter <laughs> yeah exactly i just need to get in the routine of things before the season starts and i feel like i'll be uh, a little bit better off and hopefully stay at the top a little bit more than i did this this 2022 season well you you find yourself at the top and this is a question i that was brewing a little earlier for me is you win but then you also talked about adding stuff to the truck or to the camper or to the trailer. 
And without fail, every time anyone wins anything, the internet decides they need to chime in on trophies. And so my question, because you just won one this weekend, I think it's an awesome-looking mm-hmm. trophy. It's a painting uh, you know, that depicts yeah. uh, out at the course. I think they look absolutely beautiful. I'd be honored to have one hanging up at my house. But immediately, again, the internet feels like they have to chime in because they I think they know everything, or or so they say. So my question to you is, you got at least two trophies this year. You probably have a have had a rooms full of them in your lifetime. <laughs> Where's the value that you place on them, and and how much do they mean to you in terms of your a third place trophy versus a first place trophy, and 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 what kind of price point should be tournament directors be thinking about if they. Um, are, are pricing out trophies? I know that's kind of a big question. Uh, yeah, man, that's a that's a good question because I wasn't really ready for that one, and I <laughs> guess I could just give you my hundred uh, percent feedback on that. I think first place really deserves a trophy in most events, um, and I think it should be a decent one. But I don't think there should be a lot of money coming out of the pot unless it's made of a uh, you know gold or something. Or silver. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, honestly, I think there should be a budget in mind, maybe under uh, under 500 bucks, and it would be a one trophy, not three trophies. Uh, I think I'm really ecstatic with my Noel Smith painting first place trophy that's already hanging in my airbnb we put we took a picture down to put my first place trophy <laughs> up hanging in our airbnb just don't forget it there i was gonna say don't, don't forget yeah, it don't forget there. it as you leave the airbnb <laughs> are you kidding me i got a beaver on that thing <laughs> i love that thing i want to give a shout out to my buddy noel if you haven't seen his buddy his artwork i'm sorry Head on over to Noel Smith's art page and like, follow. If you need anything made, Christmas right around the corner. He did our trophies for the Chainhawk Open. Chris Clark reached out to, you know, we're trying to keep it local, keep it in the disc golf family, and that's what I have uh, to suggest if you can. Uh, If you're going to go get trophies made, keep it, you know, somewhere in the disc golf community. I love it, and uh, I, I what, an, what a, a great take as well, because I've said in years past, and, and I think you could probably attest to this, you're probably not going out of the way. You, you've, you've had enough accolades and wins and accomplishments in your career that no matter how damn good or expensive a third-place trophy is, you're probably not going out of your way to get it onto the mantle or onto the wall if it's third. There's just not the room with the, with the amount of trophies that, that these guys yeah, get. Exactly. So maybe not even having a second and third. But then again, that's my you're the fresh new guy on tour. You're Noah. You're mm. you're your newer player like Noah Five Ash. He takes second at Chainhawk, mm. and he can't wait to get that on the wall. So you know, just because he's a newer player and and doesn't have the the depth of trophies you do. So I I don't know if there's a win there. But. I think the first trophy you probably get at a at a big event like a huge a tier or an nt whether it's third second or first makes like makes you feel good but at some point assuming you're a solid player like double g or noah five ash you're probably going to get a bunch of those and that and does that first one maybe hold a little special spot in your heart sure but guess what any first place trophy is going to knock that third place trophy off even if it was your first one and i'm with double g i think just first place trophies 
I, I think dump for anything A tier and above, for the most part, dump second and third. Especially for elite. A, a tier, you know, those are a little bit more regional. I could see having a second and third because you might get your more regional players that don't get to, you know, I would I would love to have a second place trophy behind Double G's first place. <laughs> I would sure. I would have Double G sign my first, my second place trophy and be like, yeah, I beat him right here. <laughs> Still beat you, sucker. <laughs> Still beat you. But, you know, for an elite series event, first place only. Done. Huh. Okay. Well, anyway, I like, like I said, you're you're a guy that has collected them, and then I I always do bring up the point you just said about stuff in your van, stuff in your in your in your RV, in your van, in your trailer, whatever. At a certain point, you know, you and you think of well, I'll say someone like a a, a Paige Pierce, like how many trophies can she fit in one van? You know, in one year, right? Well, I mean, she's taking trophies Harry. at every event. <laughs> There was four of us boys competing growing up. Imagine all of the second, third, fourth, whenever they had like fifth trophies, and they all looked like dolls. Like on top, they had like an ultimate frisbee. Yep, yep, that. yep. We got a few of those. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, like my dad gathered a whole box of those, and he had no clue what to do with them. Like, what do I take these to storage, or these aren't going to gain value? I'm, like, I'm sorry, kids. They're second, third, fourth places. We're taking them to Goodwill. Yeah, you pop off. Maybe pop off the little plaque part and then just get, yeah, the, get little tiny the, the little tiny placard. thing you put on there, the placard, and then you just keep that. You, you make a rack of them or something, and the rest of them you give away. But come on. Yeah. Well, yeah right For your family. I mean, you, again, you guys all competed. You were always taking trophies. At some point, it becomes a weapon in the car between with you kids. Like, I bet you I can poke you with mine more than you, you know? Oh, trust me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I think about uh, coming back from the tour championships. Uh, I was coming from Oregon, cross paths with Silver and Kristen in in uh, Chicago, and she literally had just bags and bags of trophies that she was bringing back with her. Now, again, almost all of hers were first place, but she had all these bags and bags of trophies that she had to bring back to Estonia. I'm like, those are world champ problems. Not, not everyone's got those. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a good uh, problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so 2023 is right around the corner. You talked about, of course, uh, this weekend, South Florida is kind of your last one. Then you're going to be uh, hitting the gym and doing some various things. Is there anything out of the ordinary that's scheduled for 2023? Is there anything that you've looked at on your calendar and you're like, huh, th- this might shock a few people? Is there anything like that? Or is, is 2023 kind of what we would expect? Uh, probably kind of what you expect. Maybe get out of the country. Okay. Maybe people not expecting that because they've been wanting me to for years since I went to Copenhagen back in the day. Uh-huh. So uh, I I did sign up for the uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour Pass yep. for all the Elite Elite Pluses and Silver Series. So if y'all are listening right now and y'all are a fan, I'll be there. And I can't wait to see you guys. And I should have some jerky with me. So uh, if not, find Terry. He'll probably have some in his back pocket. <laughs> no, it'll be gone. I'll just have an empty bag. <laughs> Make it smell the bag then, maybe. <laughs> if, I'm doing, if I'm doing it right. Uh, um, 22, okay, so uh, thinking about events. Oh, th- that was my question. Sorry. What is what is your scenario? And I know every player is a little bit different. How do the tour passes work in terms of your sponsorship? Is that something 
you go out and you you put on your credit card and then Innova or a primary sponsor pays you back? Is that something that they usually purchase for people? And I know everyone on a different team might do it a little differently. Can you share how it works for you? Uh. Personally, I I just kind of pay for it and I email it in and I tell them like, hey, I give them a breakdown of what I did okay. and what they pay me back. I kind of forget and lose track, but I know most of my stuff's paid for. So uh, on, on a lighter note, I know I'm taken care of nicely by, by any of my sponsors that take care of most of that. So uh, there's no problem on my end on that side, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, you know, like I said, I just try to get it done and then we'll worry about it later kind of guy. That's just yeah. me. Dave's, Dave's not checking receipts. Uh, <laughs> this one, <laughs> McDonald's? I don't think we're paying for that. <laughs> um, oh, tell me there's don't there's, there's got to be um, a little bit of, of ease or uh, peace of mind that it's not quite the rat race it used to be because – People start talking about tournaments, and then you're like, oh, wait, you know, such and such big tournament opens on, on December 9th at 9 p.m. I better be logged in, ready to go. When it comes to the Pro Tour and the Tour Pass, of which you obviously qualify for, that's got to make things a lot less uh, stressful for you, right? Uh, I feel like that because I know I sat out on a couple tournaments last year because I just I was off the ball. I said I'll get it right whenever I get done driving this five hour trip. One thing led to another. I was out in no time. I didn't make the uh, what was it the the uh, the one in Georgia the PDGA runs. I'm sorry, I didn't plan yeah, it, the so PGA, I forgot the it. Championship, really. the Champions, Champions Cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> I really wanted to play that one. I did get to play the the skins match before I, mm-hmm. I got to win like a thousand bucks before. So it was kind of a bonus being able to sit that one out for the rest of the week. So <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that one next year for the one I missed. So that just, uh, that's just an example of how hard it can be without signing up for some of these tournaments and knowing some of the dates that come out. So Exactly. I was just going to say it used to be this kind of, chaotic thing of you know trying to get in and now for having a tour card and and a tour pass and everything else for someone of your of both your stature and also just the overall your standing and then the um uh rating and everything else like it's just yeah a lot less stressful i would have to imagine so good to hear you all absolutely i mean plus you win a thousand bucks playing the the champions cup in the skins match that's like a you know, nine or 18 holes. Why play four rounds when you could just win a grand and then like sit out the weekend and take off. Right. Oh man. It was kind of refreshing to say the least, but needless to say, I still, I was still salty a little bit. I wanted to play. (laughs) Uh, Is there, is there any one section of the tour that either, I was going to say either you're looking forward to most or You'd love to seek a little revenge. Is there any anywhere where, like, man, I left some strokes out on those courses? Is there either or that you're looking forward to or you're looking for revenge? Uh, man, I really like the Northwest. I love being in Oregon. And uh, the play showed last year, mm-hmm. and I want to say maybe the year prior to that. But uh, I would just – that's just my comfort zone, being in Oregon. I have really good friends there. 
my friend Jose Garza, Micah Moon Winners. They're always supporting me on and off the road. They're shooting me positive messages. And I don't know, just the stars align. I feel like whenever I'm in Oregon and uh, regardless of my play, I'm always having a good time. And I feel like that's kind of what brings me to playing good golf is I'm having a good time regardless if, if it's the golf course or if I'm going to visit some waterfall right down the road or going to the Nike employee store, the Adidas, whatever. We always have it. We always have a good time in the Northwest, and uh, we plan on bringing Tilly, my pup, and uh, we're gonna get her on some truffle oil here, and maybe hopefully we can find some truffles in the in the hills of Oregon somewhere. Mm. She's a truffle say, hunter. Uh, I was just gonna say, uh, as you're explaining that, I'm thinking. Man, how much how much fishing is Double G doing these days? And it feels like right now a few of your priorities have shifted a little bit with uh, with a new addition to the family, right? You still fishing? They have, they have. I haven't fished yet. I've been uh, begging Chris Clark to go on his boat, but I know he's been busy with the Chain Hawk Open. And talk about a guy that knows how to catch some fish, Chris Clark, my friend. He's, we call him CCC, Captain Chris Clark, Triple C. So there's a Triple C and a Double G on, on board, and he takes care of everything. And uh, he's he's just a great fisherman, and I can't really get back, can't wait to get back on the water, but I have had my hands full with Tilly, and she's been wanting to dig holes, and uh, we've been having to take her to bark parks and stuff like that, so... Uh, family G-Man here. We're we're trying to take care of it. Me and Jessica, we're being uh, good puppy parents. So yeah, you guys are. I, I, uh, I yeah, always see Tilly around uh, throughout the you know on tour and on the weekend, and it's been uh, it's been awesome. You know, watching a lot of actually a lot of our players, whether they're riding solo or like in the case of you and Jess, uh, to see you guys you know take on the new challenge of. Uh, raising a little one, uh, what's been the most surprising thing that you've had in terms of uh, having a new puppy? The most surprising thing? Um, I would say just the amount of, the amount of, hmm, the amount of time it really does take to, to put the dog in front of other things. You kind of got to choose your battles. So okay. it's like, no going shopping to the mall for long. If we're going in, we're going in for like 15 minutes and one of us is running out. So our priorities are a little bit more in order and we're walking more and uh, staying a little bit more healthy on that side. Whereas compared to spending a lot more money when we were shopping a lot more when we didn't have an animal. So <laughs> okay. upsides, yeah, right? Upsides yeah. of puppies. Uh, you didn't even know that yeah. would be an upside at uh, at first, which is awesome. To hear, uh, anything else you want to share with us, uh, Double G? We're going to let you get going. I know we know it's getting late here uh, out there. You're on the East Coast. Uh, anything you want to share with the world? Uh, initiatives, projects, uh, sponsors, ways they can support you. Uh, share it all with us. Uh, if you want a bag of Double G Craft Jerky, head on over to DoubleGJerky.com. We got all kinds of flavors. Ted's been doing me right, keeping the site fixed up and everything. So I want to give a shout out to Ted for doing all that. Um, I got some some sponsors in the work for this year coming up, 2023. I don't want to say them all yet. 
I did a, let a couple of them go and on good terms, not bad terms, but uh, I do wish them the best to all of them and thank them for all they've done. But to all the future sponsors, Sun King Disc Sports, um, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it now, but I got some okay. more I'm going to say. I want to thank them all, though. They know who they are. Innova Champion Disc, Infinite Disc, Zuka, UNFI. They did me really well. If people don't really know who they are. That's United Natural Foods Incorporated. They basically had me covered from head to toe on anything I needed on the tour, where if it was a, a shopping spree for groceries, hey, go here to the turnip truck. We got all the groceries on us, whatever you need. Fill your cooler, fill your storage. We got you. United Natural Foods Incorporated have been the bomb all year. So I want to give a big shout out to them. They're on my back right now. So um, needless to say, I want to thank you guys for doing what you do, spreading the love of disc off each week. Um, you're, you're busting your ass. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. It's okay. You're busting your ass. And y'all are doing what people want, getting getting a hold of us top pros and, you know, just telling them how our life is. And hopefully some people are living vicariously through us and through you guys because you guys are on the mic better than we are. So uh, I want to thank you guys. Tip the hat. Uh, you guys rock. Well, we appreciate it, buddy. You know, uh, you're welcome here anytime. We know that uh, you're a busy man and uh, running around throwing those big bombs and, and then cooking up food and jerky and everything else. But uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Uh, looking forward to what we're going to see in 2023. Uh, Exciting it's, year. It's no, it's no secret or surprise that you're one of the fan favorites every time you step on the course. Uh, very infectious personality and great to be around. And uh, it's, it's awesome to see the win this weekend. But more importantly, uh, great to see you, the way you get to interact and to be with everyone out on the course. And there's a reason thousands and thousands of people, tens of thousands of people are always out there uh, rooting for you no matter where you're playing. So it's well-deserved and certainly well-earned. And uh, we very much appreciate you joining us tonight, my man. Thank you, guys. Sounds like I owe you guys a dinner sometime. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, we, it'll be on ta- It'll be on Terry. Yeah, well, one way or another. Uh, and, and real quick, I'll get a plug in there. Uh, we're going to have some uh, Double G Jerky giveaways. I did talk to Ted just before the show, and he Ooh, said nice. he wants to jump in on a couple giveaways. So I'm going to orchestrate something here tonight so that we can have a few extra uh, giveaways. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to your support there, Double G and the, and the Jerky family. So, all right, man, you go get some rest. Uh, Best of luck to you in South Florida, you and Jess, this weekend. Give our best to Jess. And uh, best of luck to you guys. And uh, looking forward to seeing you uh, in early 2023, my friend. All right. I can't wait. You guys be safe and have a happy 2023. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Double G. See ya. And I didn't, ah, of course, we just let him go. I didn't even ask him for a. My disc in a box plug. Double G picked up a couple hundred more shipping well, boxes uh, this last weekend. Uh, he, I'm, and I'm like, what a good problem to have. First of all, I'm glad to help him out that he can have these boxes to ship in. But mm-hmm. I'm like, if you're going through that many boxes, it means you're moving some product. Of course he is. Everybody wants to get in on that. Everybody needs a Sonic. Uh, or two. Mm-hmm. At, at least. I mean, probably two because you want one to play catch with the dog. Yep. And then you need one just to play catch with, probably with your friends, and then one to bag at least. Yeah. So you probably need three Sonics. Probably. I mean, and then I mean, while you're at it, just get yourself a Halo Wraith yeah. as well. 
That's right. That's the only way you can throw as far as double G. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, uh, uh, that is the way to do it. All right. I'm going to shoot a message over to... Callie. One Callie McMorrin. I'm excited and... to talk to Callie about the new Masters Tour. Yes. And make sure she's reserving our spots. Yes. Uh, that's what people want to see. That's right. It is, uh, Two washed up old men. Yeah. A couple of us hacks out there. I mean... Listen, I'm going to run that... MA40 division. <laughs> I'm still not even going to do that. No. Uh, no. Uh, but anyway, she, uh, she'll be joining us in just probably a few moments. I sent over a link to her. And uh, if you got all your questions fired up uh, and ready to go, I know they, she has been on top of answering so many different people that constantly are making either requests or suggestions. Internet's never short of suggestions. That's for sure. And, um, We'll see what she's been learning and picking up because I'm sure it's been nothing short of uh, exhausting, but yet probably somewhat uh, satisfying and fulfilling all at the same time. So I think without further ado, she's uh, just like that. You send her a link and then moments later, it looks like she should be ready to go. And we're going to welcome in our Disc Golf Pro Tour our Masters Pro Tour yeah. coordinator. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's almost yes. like when a tournament changes names from like the DDO to the GBO. You have to get that tongue ready. You have to be. We got it ready. And she's probably ready to go. Callie McMorrin, how you doing? Very good. How are you? We, Great. Uh, yeah, we're good. I mean, we're, you know, we, we're now your demographic. You know, us, <laughs> us older folk are your demographic. Uh. And uh, we're ready to go. Nobody wants to see that. Uh so welcome to the show, first and foremost. Um, the question on every mind, everyone's mind is, what the F are you thinking? How much work do you really want to be doing? What are you doing here? Yeah, so I think I'm officially crazy. I yep. think that's finally like, yeah. We've always, everyone's always wondered, including myself, and I think this is officially, this is, this is it. So, um, yeah, I decided to take on a massive project. Um, you know, every day since I announced it, I've come across something that I didn't think of, mm -hmm. which is a good thing and a bad thing, but you know, it's just growth and we're going to get there. Um, and it's been a lot. So yeah, here we are. Um, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Has the last more or less week just been answering questions? Like what, what have you done since you announced basically, I think it was last Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday, something something along those Thursday lines. Yeah, be the first. Yeah. What, yeah. what has your week been like? Lots of emails, lots of phone calls. I don't even know how many hours I've been on the phone. Thank God I have unlimited minutes. I told my dad that the other day. <laughs> I would be broke. Who doesn't have unlimited um, minutes? We've talked about. This. I think everyone has unlimited like minutes us, these you days. You didn't have unlimited minutes, <laughs> but she's not old like us. I know when we got our first cell phones, you had 150, you know, day, daytime minutes and 250 night and weekends, and that had to last you a whole month. You're going through that in in uh, a day or two. Yes, without a doubt. So, uh, but yeah, it just really consisted of tons of um, interest, which is great. It blew up pretty well. The original post that I made in the Disc Golf Masters Tour Facebook page now has over 30,000 views, which is pretty cool considering it's a group that that was the first post in. So, and it had 25 followers in the group that these, you know, these masters guys have been wanting this for a long time. So they actually found the group before I even promoted it. 
Um, I've had questions actually about a few events that have been sanctioned just kind of sitting there as I put the whole tour together. And I just kept emailing them. I'm like, stop, stop looking at this. Like, this is a surprise. You're not supposed <laughs> to see this yet. Um, you know, but they're all pumped and they're like, well, this changes my entire schedule next year. You know, is this one event and these regional events? What's your plan? I'm like, yeah, I'm crazy. So this is going to be a lot like the pro tour, but for age protected divisions. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Facebook page is now at 2.1 thousand members, which, you know, that's not a ton, just a few days. That's, that feels pretty good. So, you know, we're trying to promote the Instagram account, obviously with older generations that may, that may be a little tougher than the pro tour, but it's getting there, you know, and I've, I'm trying to teach, teach these guys how to bring out a cash. And a lot of that has to do with Instagram and social media and media. So I told him, I said, even if you only make Instagram just to follow this one page, it's worth it for you guys in the long run, because it means more added cash and more opportunities for the tour. So I think the number one question that I saw personally, and I, I, I haven't delved into it as much as Terry has was, are these events specific for the tour or are these events um, that you picked to be on your specific tour? Because I noticed some of them have you as the tournament director. Some of them, uh, it, it looked like coordinated with maybe another event. The one I just looked at, I think, was the Goat Hill running almost simultaneously. So can you explain how the, the events work? Is is it specific for Masters or what's going on with that? Is it different for every event? Yeah, so... As of right now, it's different for every event. When I originally started creating this schedule, um, I I just took my experience and the context that I've actually uh, created over the last few years just by me running C-tiers and meeting private course owners all across the country. So I pretty much generated this from scratch. Um, it actually worked out pretty well with Alan Risley so far because, you know, he's the man in San Diego. He's the Goat Hill man, you know. So and I know the venue um, it's a it's a huge track, but they have golf carts, so that's a that's a huge perk. So I thought of it immediately. It's right before Vegas, um, and my schedule. I was trying to get it in there two weeks before Vegas. Reach out to Alan, and he said, "Well, ironically enough, and this was before the A tier schedule came out." He's like, "Hill is actually that week next year," and I said, "Really?" So you know, this year it was about mid season. Ricky ended up winning it. It was the same time as three hundred three. Well. They didn't want those competing at, at this point, which is smart. Colorado needs some love. And, you know, it's a lot more convenient to get out to California, in my opinion, because you're not going to Southern California unless you were going to Goat Hill. So it makes sense. Alan is an amazing tournament director. I immediately thought as soon as he said that, I said, well, you know, it was worth a shot. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, this caters to me. You know, I want to be a part of this. So He's like, I wasn't saying no, I think we should work this together and we can work this out. And so we added Reedy Creek, which is another amazing venue that hasn't had much um, exposure. But it's about 30 minutes from Goat Hill, another ball golf course that is under new management, actually. And they are very disc golf motivated. So um, most of their income, I believe, is actually generated through disc golf. So that's pretty cool. Now, one and maybe that kind of touches on one of the key components that I've seen and it makes perfect sense in terms of just sheer numbers. All of your events uh, on this tour, you're looking to have at least two courses available. Um, and, and is that just a purely participation thing so you can get to, you know, have a field of 288 or more or whatever, 
um, you know, the magic numbers are for you. Is is that what's driving that bus? And will the players always then play two different courses? Or do you just want two available for the event? Correct. So with that, we want 288 spots because the PDGA, the lovely PDGA, and, and I do mean that sincerely, but they've decided to add eight more age-protected divisions next year. Um, and, you know, this is very different. This is a whole different monster than the Pro Tour because the Pro Tour is dealing with two divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, if we actually catered to all the age-protected divisions, and I keep saying we, it's it's literally me and Milo. Um, so my puppy and I are, are catering to everybody. Um, but it's actually 32 divisions when you break it all down, which is absolutely insane. And, you know, that starts with 40s and then 50s, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80. So they just men added and 75 and 80 for, yeah, men and women, pro and amateur. So mm-hmm. now you have four divisions to each one of those categories. So that's when you get to 32. Um, you know, and part of the discussion is with other tournament directors. Um, you know, I talked to Jeff Jaquah earlier. We're trying to partner for LVC. Obviously, it's one of the few pro tour events that actually cater to Masters that same weekend, which is really cool. Um, amazing venue. Um, and he reached out to me. I want to work with him, but I asked him, I said, you know, does it benefit the players to have those, you know, divided up age protected divisions like 55, 65, 75? Is it more beneficial to do that for the handful of people that that helps? Or is it more beneficial for those first few years to just have better payouts? And I'm currently leaning towards the better payouts. So I think I'm going to the 40s, 50s, 60, 70, 80. Um, and not do those in-between divisions. Now that may create an issue for Worlds and Tim Selinski because obviously those are majors and they are going to cater to all those divisions. So it's not going to make everybody happy. That's the hard part of doing this, right? You have to pick and choose your battles. Mm -hmm. And just to get started, you know, the trophy expenses alone to add all of those other divisions take away from the event. Um, You know, and there's going to be some people upset with that, and I know that – but I've been, you know, I've been talking to other tournament directors that it's not their first rodeo, and they they agree with what I'm thinking, and so I think that that's how we're going to proceed. Yeah, and somebody say I'm just set it on the board, which was something I was thinking too, is like all those trophies, and then we just had a conversation about the importance or not of trophies with Double G a few minutes ago, and thinking about what that looks like in terms of, I mean, just being able to, well, you're not going to have to carry them with you necessarily, but being able to order and then have the right amount because I've said it before the worst feeling in the world as a tournament director is to have a trophy and then not even have a person to hand it to because you've ordered too many and then you order too few and then a lot of people show up and you're like oh I'm sorry like it yeah been there done all of that so yeah you lose lose right you're it's a tough one to win and the next thing is, and this is something that would be great to ask the Masters players, is what do you guys want for trophies? Because do you want something that you can use? I mean, I've, I've thought about doing like big glass mugs where you can show it off. You know, mm-hmm. you can put you can put a beverage in there and after the event, you guys can all cheers. Is that something you want? Do you do you not value a trophy? You know, is would you rather have a bigger payout in, in the AM divisions? Would you you know, I don't I don't know. So I all I know is if we're going to do trophies, I want them to be really cool. I want them to be, you know, something that could turn into even a collector's item. I want them to be, you know, 
you know, each year you could win all of these trophies. And when you get done, it'd be really cool if someone did win a bunch of them and they have a whole series of trophies that, that line up. I think that, that would be really sweet. So things to think about. There's, there's a lot of them. <laughs> it is. And, I, and just to put another thought uh, on top of all of that, you know, does, does a 67-year-old value a trophy that gets put on their, their mantle or above their fireplace the same way a, a 17 or 27-year-old does? I think and I it's mean, funny because I think the 67-year-old would probably value it more. Maybe. Because they, they have less life to enjoy it. Ouch. I'm just saying. You oh, took that dark. <laughs> you went dark there. <laughs> My point is you, yeah. you, you talk to enough people at certain ages and you think about birthdays and Christmases when they're like, we don't need anything. We don't need another damn thing yeah. in our house, no matter what it is. We want nothing else. And that's in a, in a semi-serious way, though. That's what I think about even even trophies. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, you're you're right. There's no winning no matter how you look at it, because everybody has a slightly different agenda and priority. And definitely. So let's talk a little bit about the tour and uh, maybe the, the avenue that I am most familiar with as far as media coverage. Like, do you, what are you looking for? Because one of obviously the things that the masters tour or the masters in general have been talking about is coverage for them, like a little bit more spotlight. Let's focus on some of the guys that helped bring the sport to where it's at now. What type of coverage as far as post-production live, like what are you looking at right now for, for this? Yeah. So I've been in, uh, communication with Ace Run Pro. If you don't know who they are, they're amazing. Conrad and Felix, they're out of the Atlantic uh, area. And they're usually on our board somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, awesome guys, down to earth. Um, you know, they do a good job. They're really good at post-production coverage. And, you know, they're a newer company, which I like. You know, I started a small business, and so I value that, right? I want to I wanna take people with me on this journey, and I want to make them bigger. So, you know, and I'm looking at that in many ways, you know, who to make, who's going to make the trophies, who's going to do the media, who, you know, I want to take a crew and start them from the ground up and we could, we could grow this thing together where everyone could potentially be on, on the tour someday. Um, but yeah, as far as media, it's expensive, you know, and we need sponsors. And I've, I've been, I've spent the last three days doing nothing but reaching out, <laughs> reaching out to companies and sending emails and leaving voicemails and, and doing the due diligence that it takes to try to get, you know, cash flow. And just a very basic number from Ace Run Pro, in case anyone's wondering, but to film the entire tour, which would be all the B tier events, you're looking at about $85,000. And that's a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't have that money. So, We've, we've got to come up with it. And this is where, you know, and I actually just posted in the page. I'm like, this is where it's going to show how much you guys really value media because within your local clubs, you know, I'm talking to private venues because if that private course really values media coverage, maybe they'll do their own sponsorship and try to get that money raised. Cause I have enough on my plate as it is to try to figure out. Um, and of course I would love media, you know, but how many people are actually going to watch it? I mean, that's another thing. You know, if we if we do spend the money to film it, I need proof that people are going to care about it and share it and view it. And, and that's tough, you know, because it's a huge experiment. And that's where I'm running into brick walls with some sponsors because they're like, 
well, masters. And I'm like, yeah, but there's still AMs, you know, and I think this will be even more successful than even an NADGT because these are people that they aren't just starting careers. They aren't just buying homes. They aren't trying to build a family. These are people that are they're you know, through that era for the most part. And now they're ready to prep for retirement or are already in retirement. They have their finances in place to be able to pick everything up and potentially jump on tour. Um, and that's not for everybody, obviously, but that's why I'm trying to bring in regional events. And, you know, there's been talk of, should we do regional points? Would that be more fair for the people that can't, you know, tour? I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, going back to media, it's expensive. Do I want it? Yes. The finale will be filmed. That's coming out of my pocket. That's going to be about $8,000. Um, I'm obviously hoping to have a sponsorship by then to cover that. But as of right now, I've committed to that, and that's the bill that I will have to pay. Um, and, you know, until we get a big sponsor, I'm, I'm a little stressed out <laughs> for everyone. And, you know, sponsors will make this successful. And, you know, lots of questions about how, how's payout going to be, you know. And my, my response to that is if you're planning to quit your day job for this, maybe hold off for a few years. You know, it's going <laughs> to take some time to build. Um, and, you know, the Pro Tour was the same way. A lot of people don't remember when Steve Dodge had this thing and he was trying to build this thing from scratch, you know. And he didn't have the contacts and the game wasn't where it needed to be for this to thrive, unlike it is now. So it's tough, you know. I feel I feel for Steve because I feel like I am Steve, but instead I've bit off 32 divisions instead of two divisions because <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, but I, I think the money will come. I think getting that first one to commit that first sponsor to get them in the door will really set the tone for making it easier, you know? And I, I'm talking to these people. I'm like, you know, if you're hesitant, why, you know, is it something we can fix? Um, is it, is it, what doubts do you have? Because I, I can, I'm a salesperson. I can sell you on anything. So, <laughs> you know, you just tell me what, what we're missing and I'll figure it out. So, but yeah, it's a lot. And one day at a time. Well, yeah, and I, I think, you know, as you said, I think um, seeing where venues and events value media coverage, uh, you know, or you said something of that nature. I, I think in in a, another line that you said was talking about will people watch? And I think that is probably the biggest test that's here because we often hear, man, we'd love to see a Kenny and a Barry and a Brian Schweber, whomever, you know, insert your favorite local or, or even superstar pro uh, of yesteryear uh, who have now moved into age protected divisions. You know, Johnny McRae obviously can play a number of different divisions and dominate yes. and your Patrick Browns and, and so on and so forth. Steve Rico, you know, those types. A lot of people have said that. And I think your, your question is very valid. How many people are now going to watch it? Are they going to, to put their eyes where their mouth has been, so to speak, and say, hey, yeah, this is this looks like a great Masters card. I'm going to sit and watch this. I, I'm excited to see that as well. Um, and it, you're kind of chasing your own tail in that sense because you want sponsors so that you can have media coverage, but media coverage will also can potentially help generate sponsors. So it's like you're, you know, Definitely. yeah, in a sense, you're chasing your tail, and there's not a great starting or ending point to that. It, they, they, Working, you know, uh, con concurrently or congruently—I don't know—some 
like one of those. It's something like that. I just make up words. So it, I, I'm excited to see it. And, um, you know, it's all got to start somewhere, clearly. And, you know, the fact that you even, you know, like you said, crazy enough to take it on is incredible. Uh, I want to read a few things that uh, you've, I believe, you or, or, yeah, I think you've posted. Um, requirements, because I know a lot of people keep saying, hey, man, like, you should have a tournament here. And then have absolutely just no bearing other than that's their favorite course. Like no other forethought other than saying that. So here's something that was posted. It says requirement to be added to the uh, DGMT for 2023, a minimum of two courses, a minimum of $3,000 added cash, $5 per player goes to the finale, uh, players party slash events for players, a minimum of 288 master spots, a venue that has adequate parking and warm up areas, and then must have hotels slash Airbnb slash condos in the area to house players, a three-day event, one round tea times each day. So with all of that, and of course those aren't the only requirements, those I think are are the starting points, are any of those bendable? Do you have any exceptions? Is Is there a way that people are trying to circumvent or, I mean... Or is this the absolute starting point for every single event? Like this should be posted on their face. Yeah. So to be quite honest with you, I released that because my schedule's pretty full. Like, okay. You know, because I, what people don't realize, you know, we've got the Texas boys who have been screaming at me since I released this about mm-hmm. how they want an event. And of course, I want to have Texas on the schedule. I'd love to have NorCal on the schedule. The problem is there are only so many weekends in the year and I pull a 42 foot trailer that weighs 20 pounds behind me and I can't get somewhere in two seconds, you know? Mm -hmm. So with all of that, you know, I added those restrictions because most of the venues that I've had, like that I released originally, I am running them from scratch. These are brand new events. I don't have the three grand, you know, they do have the two courses. They do have the spots. I have made sure that that's, that's adequate, but it doesn't have the $3,000. So for me to then adjust my schedule and go out of the way now to add another event, I need you guys to do some groundwork. Otherwise it's not happening. And, and that sounds harsh and mean, but there's only so many weekends and I can only do so much. Um, we're looking at, I think 22 events now, which is wild. Um, and luckily, you know, we're looking at uh, Mid-America Open, which hasn't been announced yet. We're hoping to partner with their A-tier side of the Silver Series. That's the weekend after. Um, and that includes, you know, that includes the AMs, but it also includes the Pro Masters and Amateur Masters. <clears throat> Obviously, those types of events where they're Silver Series are really easy to work with. They already have their their stuff put together. They already have a plan. They already have added cash. You know, they they already have their own structure that the Pro Tour has provided to make this really easy for them, for me to just go, sure, we'll classify it as a master's tour event and we'll just give the players the points. I think that's really easy. I don't even know that I'm physically going to be at a couple of those because I will be on the other side of the country. Um, so, you know, we had Mid- uh, America Open, we have Kansas City Wide Open, and we're talking about LVC. Obviously, those three are pretty much instant ads. Um, unless for some reason there's an overlap of something else, which the Pro Tour does a good job of scheduling things as well, and most of the time you're not going to run into that. However, the Texas boys, (laughs) going back to them, you know, they have absolutely been screaming, and I hear them. 
I also want to point something out, and this is, I hope they don't take this wrong, but I feel as though you might be being a little bit greedy considering you have three pro tour stops back to back to back, and a lot of these states don't have a single big event in them. Nothing. Now, obviously, that doesn't help the Masters players, but you realize that you do, your state is already on the map. You're getting attention. It may not be with the Masters Tour, but, you know, me coming from Vegas going to Texas, that means that's the only time I'm down there. Terry, you know the schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, once I leave that area, we don't go back to Texas the rest of the season. So the only other way for me to get back down there is if I leave, like, Portland, Oregon and go straight to Dallas, which would be absolutely crazy. Yeah. So with that, I mean, I hope that they hear that. I hope that they take that well, because the only other option would to be a overlap a pro tour event, which would be ridiculous. Uh, or B, we do four events back to back to back to back. I go there right after Vegas or the week after the final Texas event, which I don't think is fair either, because that suffocates. Texas is huge. and I get that, but it can only withstand so much. Yeah, you're talking about pulling in a lot of resources. You're talking mm-hmm. about a lot of different people on any given weekend. And and even from a, I'll say from a sponsor and or spectator perspective, some people after two or three weekends of Texas, no matter where you are, as good as the golf might be, they'd be like, ah, we're ready to move on. I think even our players kind of feel that way. Um, you know, no matter Definitely. how good you're treated, there's something about, about being on tour and, and, you know, the change of pace and scenery. So I guess that actually does bring me to another question, which is, do you foresee, and I know you just said, you know, people shouldn't quit their day jobs, but do you foresee people playing in half of the events or whatever a magic, maybe you have a magic number in mind where you're like, you know, I'd consider someone that hits, you know, six out of 22 events, consider that successful. Is there, is, do you, have you thought about any of those kind of numbers of where you'd like to see people, you know, uh, continue to follow the tour? Yeah, I mean, I think that there is a group of people out there that that maybe the manufacturers don't realize, but they have the means and the will to follow something like this because mm-hmm. you think about it, right? Before disc golf blew up a few years back, the tour wasn't as satisfying as, as the Pro Tour has made it look until now, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's a dream. Everyone thinks it's the dream, and for some people it is. I've been on the road for five years now, and sometimes it's a dream and sometimes it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but you know, there is something really cool about it. And a lot of these people, you know, their dream was to do that and they've missed that that spot, right? They've already passed that in their life. But some of these people have their prep for retirement. They're going to go buy a van and they're going to jump on tour. Just maybe it's just one year. But I think you're going to have a handful of guys and I don't know that they're going to be the best players on tour. I think it's going to be the guys that are like, I just want to do this. I want to say that I did this one year and I want the experience and I want to say that I've done it, you know, and I think you're going to have a group of those guys. And those are the guys that I'm doing this for, because I can't wait to, you know, meet these guys, know their faces and in week out and know that without me, you know, without me stepping up and doing this, this wouldn't be possible, which I think that's really cool. You know, when you can see that I, I want to build camaraderie, I feel like the pro tour has lost that a lot. You know, we don't have a lot of extra activities for the players. We pretty much go there because it's our job and we go there, we get our job done, we clock out and we go do our thing, you know. So I want to I want to change that. I think that Masters players in general will 
uh, value the experience, maybe even more than, you know, payout or players packs or any of that. I think the experience is what they're there for. Obviously, there's going to be a handful of guys that are trying to win, which I love that too, right? We want to cater to both. But I'm trying to build an entire venue and an event, and I want to leave every place that I go looking better than when I when I found it. Um, and part of that is in 2024, I want to figure out how to, you know, create a little money pot at each one of these stops that I leave to the clubs and go, hey, you guys do upgrades. We'll be back next year. You know, I yeah. think that would be really cool. Yeah, I think of, uh, you know, many years ago, well, we saw various things at AM Worlds, and, and I know Joe Rotan, Twisted Flyer, kind of had uh, a take on that working with Innova and trying to, uh, you know, have a basically a, a better course development fund, so to speak, and, and getting things that were a part of AM Worlds that left lasting, uh, you know, residual positive impact after AM Worlds or Pro Worlds had already left the area, and that's kind of the same uh, mentality. And I like that. Well, you know, a, a, a comment on the board, I, I'm going to shift it up a little from what was said, but do you feel like there is a, a premier division or divisions? You know, we, we know the pro tour is just two divisions. It's been that way. I think it'll stay that way forever. The, the two divisions that are featured are MPO and FPO. Now you have 32 total divisions or whatever that magic number finally lands on. Do you feel there still will be a greater emphasis on any one or two or four divisions? Or do you really want to look at them as like, oh, it's 32 divisions. You're all equal in my eyes. And like, how, how are you going to do that? Yeah. So as far as media, right, because that's that's been a big take. Right. Mm-hmm. So that 85 grand, all that includes is that's basically six rounds of golf at at one of these three day events. So you can imagine that's two divisions. So my plan was MP40 and FP40. I think that that will draw the most media views. However, I also am really open to the idea of if you raise the money, if you're the sponsor for the media, you get to pick who do you want filmed. I'm I'm good because I want everyone to get exposure, right? Obviously, that's not viable, but... In my eyes, I would love for one day to go, hey, all of you are being filmed. Congratulations. I hope you kill it. You know, but Mm -hmm. that's really expensive. Now you're talking about a lot of golf. And so my plan is the 40s, the pro 40 divisions. Um, But like I said, if someone shows up and hands the money to me and goes, we want the 60s filmed. I'm like, cool, let's do it. You know, I don't I don't mind that at all. And I think a change up of that, you're going to highlight different players. You're going to see some older names that haven't been highlighted in a long time, hopefully. Um, and I think it'll be good. I think that, you know, another reason that I'm doing this is because a lot of my friends are on the cusp, if not already past this, where they can play this. And, you know, when you get into Masters Golf, there's always that talk of, do sponsors really value Masters players? And currently, not really. Like, you know, they really don't because they don't get the media attention. They don't get the advertisement. At the end of the day, it's a business and they need the exposure. So that's why they're paying you. Um, and so the goal is to allow for those players to get the exposure where the sponsors go, hey, you know what? As long as you're still playing 40s to start out because you're getting filmed every weekend, we're going to pay you like your FPO or MPO. I think that that's the, the end game goal. Um, and then as the money flows, hopefully we can hire two or three media teams and then all the pro divisions can be filmed. 
and then we can just keep growing that. Yeah, I, I think that this is, you know, for maybe, you know, I know you talked to the Ace Run, and those guys are awesome. Um, but I think this is a good chance for up and coming media crews as well in local ones. If, if, you know, you have ACE run, if you have MP40 and FP40 covered that if someone wants to show up and do MP50, because as we know, a lot of the guys that we're talking about, they span a few of these, (laughs) uh, divisions. Barry, Barry Schultz could play MP50 Mm -hmm. and Johnny McRae MP50. They'll probably play MP40. We know what he can play, sure. um, and, and a lot of the guys, uh, Steve Rico, MP60. Yeah. <laughs> Alex oh, Bird. sorry, He's Rico. No, uh, Stevie's our age, so uh, yeah. But we, as we know, a lot of these guys can cover multiple divisions. So you could have an instance where your MP50 card maybe looks stronger than your MP40 card. So there, there is definitely potential for other media crews that maybe want to get their foot in the door for media to come out and and film. This is great competitive golf. Um, to, just to get started yeah and cut your teeth and and uh yep. yeah get like you said get your foot in your door in the door and uh you know go out and learn what it's like to do some filming and uh, there's there's plenty of golf to be filmed uh and there's no better place to do it than on a tour uh mm-hmm. like something you're doing what clearly you have a million things going on i i don't know how long before your puppy can actually send emails but what are you looking at for expanding <laughs> the team uh beyond one beyond one and then and then for four furry legs uh beyond that what do you have people in mind are there people that want to either uh volunteer and or you know find a way to to be on board what what's kind of the plan yeah so um currently the question is how am i running the store and running these events all at the same time at a venue. Um, Because I'm not sure that Sandra Richardson's going on the road with me next year, which really makes that a challenge. So I need to come up with a backup plan with that maybe as well. So I'm not sure. I've had a bunch of people, you know, say say that if you need anything, reach out. But I'm like, yeah, I could really use you, you know, if you could just go on tour with me. (laughs) (laughs) If you could just drop everything else in your life and then be my uh, sidekick, that'd be great. Yeah. Right. I've got a couch. Yeah. You know, it's really comfy. Yeah, you got a you dog, sleep a couch. Right there. Friendly. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Dog is too. I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll cover all the expenses. You just jump on the road with me. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you know what's crazy? I'm scared to offer that because I'll, I'll have people later coming up that I'm like, mm, sorry, I was just kidding. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be <laughs> but, careful who you invite in your, uh, your, uh, mobile depends. Yeah. It depends on the person. <laughs> right. We're going to need to do a background check. Yep, what's yep. your credit? What's your, yep. yeah. All the things. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of people interested. You know, there's there's also a bunch of people that I think see where I'm trying to take this, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Yeah, I would help you out for a cut of the of the business." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm there yet." You know, let me, nothing's even happened yet. All I'm doing is groundwork right now. Mm-hmm. We haven't even run the first event. We don't know if these events are going to fill. I I truly believe that they will. I mean, I've I've picked the venues the people to try to to try to make this amazing um but yeah as far as a team as soon as the money starts flowing i think then i can start posting um you know potential job openings to be like who wants to manage the facebook page and tell all the texas guys that we're sorry <laughs> you know just just simple things like job. that um, the texas representative yeah, yeah. It, i mean 
God love them. I love Texas. You know, go big or go home. But I'm like, boys, you're going to have to calm down. It wasn't intentional. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lot. You know, I've been trying to keep up with a Facebook page. And, you know, that alone is a full-time job. And just taking people's negative feedbacks or negative comments or maybe sometimes very irrational statements and trying to reel them back in and calm them back down and be like, I promise this will be okay. And I'm a very rational person. You can email me and we can figure these little things out. This is not a big deal. And, you know, what's really cool about it being only me is nothing set in stone. Um, so if we run into a problem that I don't foresee and we need to change something, you know, you make an announcement and we go, hey, this didn't go great at this event. I think we should change it. What What's everyone think? Or, you know, you just pull the trigger and you, you change it mid-tour. The first, the first year is going to be the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to learn a lot. I'm going to learn more than I'm probably prepared to learn. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it'll be great. Um, but, yeah, job opening's coming soon, so stay tuned. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll follow that up and lob this one up for you. What is something, and maybe maybe clearly it's not quite a paid, it's, it's paid in love and admiration and, and endless thanks, <laughs> Uh, what is something that you feel like right now you could use the most help with? If if somebody was like, hey, I've got some time, I've got some, you know, this, these skills, what's something you're like, man, I really wish somebody could just kind of help me or do this for me. Is there anything in particular? Yeah, I need someone that is great with people um, that can get on the phone or send a an appropriate professional email and create and generate sponsorships and added cash to any business. I don't care how big, I don't care if it's a $50 sponsorship. I don't care if it's a half a million dollar sponsorship. We need everything from start to, to, to the end. And I mean, I need somebody that's going, Hey, have you thought of this sponsor or better yet, just go contact them and let me know if we got their money, you know, because <laughs> I, I've got so many other things that I need to figure out that, and but the step one to make this work is out of cash. And, sure. you know, with me creating these venues, I'm not walking into a money bag at any of these original B tiers. So the seven hundred and fifty dollars that's required, excuse me, required for the B tier is actually my money. So and obviously I have no problem with that. Again, the goal is to have a sponsor for that. Um, I'm putting up the money because I believe in this and I'm willing to invest my own money to make this work. Um, I'm committed to it. And I hope people realize that it's it's bigger than just making a Facebook page and throwing together a schedule, even though that took literally a month and a half to do um, start to finish. And, you know, waiting on state coordinators to get back to you is um, time consuming and will actually make you go crazy because else is on a different schedule than mine. And no one really understood that all these pieces were going into a huge puzzle. They was running one B tier in Michigan, one B tier in Florida, one B tier in San Diego. You know, they didn't realize that guys, I really, this is urgent. I need you to get back to me as soon as possible. And they're like, yeah, but we have a system and it's going to be three weeks. And so mm-hmm. I was actually planning to release this probably close to a month ago. I was hoping to have this up and ready to go within two weeks or two days after the A tier schedule came out. And that just wasn't viable. And, mm-hmm. You know, moving forward, I would love to work with the PDGA where maybe we could work like the Pro Tour and get our schedules and the majors figured out ahead of time. That way, I don't necessarily have to go through all the state coordinators. I I can get it approved by the PDGA and we can call them, you know, X majors or whatever we want to call them. So, but yeah, if anyone's good at collecting money and creating and generating sponsorships, 
I got a job for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think if someone's that good, um, there's a few jobs for them in the in disc golf. But yes. but definitely yes. reach out to Callie. So going back to yes. as you just said, some of that coordination, which is nothing short of uh, insane and monumental in, in this huge effort. I think about the fifty or sixty events just in Wisconsin that take place, and the coordination that happened year after year just for one state alone. Yeah, what were what were any some or any of the conversations you had, whether it was with some of the higher ups at the PDGA, uh, a master's committee, uh, Jeff over at Disc Golf Pro Tour? Uh, did you have who did you have conversations with and what did you learn in those conversations, you know, as you were trying to put this together? Yeah. So, Terry, you know me pretty well. Um I talked to Michael Downs the night before I released this. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so the PDGA had no idea. Okay. Um, wow. But also I've been working with, you know, I've been working with Rebecca Duffy. I've been working with Alan Risley and, you know, Jeff Jaqua had, had, you know, heard some rumors. And so I think that a lot of the people knew that I was doing something. They just hadn't seen the end product. So, um, yeah, I, I had a very late conversation the night before I released the schedule with Michael Downs and he was basically like, so how come you didn't like, you know, work with us on this? And I said, to be honest with you, I wanted to show you a solution, not a problem, not just an idea. I wanted to go, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I would love to have your blessing. I'm serious about this. I'm not afraid of hard work. I want this to work because otherwise I'm not sure that the PDGA would have been really on board with it. They're like, cool, you want to do a master's tour? Sure. What does that look like? Instead, I slid it over and said, this is this is it, you know, and this is happening. I would also love your blessing for it. And, you know, he gave it to me immediately. He's like, this is great. This is what, you know, this is what we're looking for. We wish more people would, would generate things like this. Um, as far as Jeff Spring, he and I had a conversation in Portland, Oregon. So Portland Open at... Um, in the middle of this season. So yeah, early, early June. And I kind of ran this by him and, you know, he's like, well, we were going to do something for the masters. And I said, okay. And I said, are you doing that here? And he said, well, no. I said, well, you better hurry up because <laughs> I'm working on something. So, um, you know, and, and he's like, you know, maybe, maybe you have a position at the pro tour and maybe we can collaborate. And I do want to work on things like that. But again, you know, He's he's a super busy guy. He's he's got a lot on his plate. And now I really understand that. Um, and I don't even have a team <laughs> to help me, so I really understand that. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that down the road, I'm you know I'm hopeful that the Pro Tour and the Masters Tour can work together. And you know it would be really cool if you know we were just the A tier side of all of these elite series events and silver series events. And so you go from like the preserve, you know, and then you slide into the A tier event the following week. So then the venue gets twice as much love. Everyone's there. You know, if Sarah Hokum and own and anybody wants to play both, they don't have to go anywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. They can literally just stay right where they are and the, the tour will come to them, which would be pretty cool. But but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions um, and there's a lot of things we have to figure out 
the first year is just, I want to make it happen. I want good reviews. I want the players happy. I want them to be excited about this. And the whole goal is to get them to come back. So, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think the first year, like you said, is going to be the hardest because as we know, mistakes are going to be made. You're going to make people angry. You're, you're going to make some people happy, but the, the angry voices will be louder than the happy voices. They always are in every forum. Yeah. And, and, and so a lot of people are going to see negative things about the tour thinking like, oh, well, look at this without seeing some of the, or, or a bunch of the positives. So I think that in general, people will have to just understand that this being the first year we, you know, everybody needs to take a deep breath. Everybody needs to focus and just <laughs> yes. take it with a grain of salt that look at how the first year or two of the pro tour went. I mean, the, the pro tour literally just lost quote unquote, their first employee. Seth Fenley yeah. leaving. He's moving on to Latitude sixty four. He was employee number one. Um, yeah. Other than and he, you know, I mean, he's a huge he's a huge part of the Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see have they announced who they're replacing him with? I think it's still out there for. I don't know if there's been an announcement. I think official. I think there's going to be a similar but different role and position that's ultimately put together mm-hmm. uh, for some of the things he was doing, but then also maybe separate certain uh, responsibilities. So I don't know if it's going to be a, a direct one to one replacement. Yeah, Seth for did a him. yeah. Seth did a lot of different things for the tour, obviously, and I know yeah. that they're looking at outsourcing some of that stuff to some other to some other outside manuf- or companies. I don't say manufacturers because it's not. But other companies to do some things, um, and then he's obviously he he's, he did a lot for the pro tour. Yeah. So I'm curious. We're curious as well. We'll be to see how that works. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of job yeah, like, on DGPT. Uh, if if you head over there, and the PDJ also listing uh, that they're hiring. Uh, so one of the things that you were just mentioning is you know having the store, having the shop, uh, you being a mobile unit in that you know what you've been traveling around all these last couple of years being a you know on-site vendor how how much you know will you have to i don't want to say just rely on that but how much does that factor into this overall uh you know this this overall chaos i'll, I'll use for lack of a better term and what i mean by that is like i think of the i don't want to say the dd model but very much you know rvs uh, you know, going to big events with a ton of merchandise, Jay Ray and Tyler, a couple of the guys that have done it, you know, famously. Uh, I, I think of what that's like to both uh, Steven's story, what that's like to run the events, but then also be a vendor and a TD and like just wearing all those hats. How do how do you see that unfolding for you, um, you know, from event to event? Yeah, so... I mean, Innova and I, for example, have been in discussion about, you know, they they were also shocked by what I was working on. I didn't I didn't tell again, I'm I'm the type of person I don't like to just show up with an idea or a problem. I come up with a solution and I go, hey, I already did this. It's ready to go. Just just sign the check or sign the paperwork and we're good. You know, we're good to move on. Um, but, you know, trying to figure out how me working for Innova and running this tour, how does that go hand in hand? Um, that's a huge question. So I've got that whole separate issue going on also in the background. And, you know, my hope is that Innova jumps on board with this and we can, you know, make this happen and, and make it all work together. I also, you know, being 
the TD, I have to look out for the players. And I don't know that me being tied to one specific manufacturer benefits the players. Um, so that's a whole nother, whole nother bomb that I have to diffuse over here. Um, but wearing all of those hats, you know, I think that what I'm going to focus on is my plan is to do trophy only for the AMs. I haven't announced that yet. That's my, uh, plan and to do really cool players packs because the whole, the whole goal is to benefit the entire field. And when you're a master's player, I don't know that the guy that won a thousand dollars in merchandise, does that really benefit everyone? You know, and all of that stuff, do they really want more stuff that they may or may not even throw and they just throw it in their closet? Or would they value, you know, a custom Disc Golf Masters Tour t-shirt and a jacket and, a, you know, a, a koozie and a silly pint and like all, all of that stuff, things that they can use, things that, you know, I think that they would get more value out of that than, you know, a ton of payout that these guys, if they want something, most of these guys can just go buy it. So I think that providing them really unique items is more valuable in the long run than than doing um, payout. And then again, with payout, you know, if I'm Innova, that's you're going to be stuck with Innova. And I don't know that I think that you're going to get a lot of bad reviews because of that. I think a lot of people will be thrilled, but also you're not going to make everybody happy that way. So those are also things that I have to figure out. Um, but yeah, wearing all of those hats it's it's going to be interesting, and I'm going to have to have a team, and that may mean that I have to fly my dad out to help me every sure. now and then um, or fly somebody else out that works in a pro shop somewhere. Because, you know, I've made tons of connections and cr- built relationships all across the country, and I've got people that I trust that I think will come to my rescue and, you know, and or help help the tour without any questions. So. Like I said, in the beginning, we got to build it. You know, if you build it, they will come. I truly believe that. I believe that with sponsors. I believe that with the players. I believe that with the tournament directors. I believe that with the whole organization. So, um, but yeah, I'm just going to start where I am and it'll be a everyday battle. Um, and you know, the other, the other idea is to have a group of TDs and volunteers at each one of these stops ready and prepped for right when I roll into town. So that they just grab the tents and I'm like, go put this on hole one, put this one on hole two, put this one on hole three. And to begin with, they're going to have to do that because they want to. And again, you know, this this tour, while it could benefit me financially, there's also a lot of other ways that I could make money (laughs) easier. Um, So, you know, I'm sure that some people are like, hmm, you know, what what's she up to over here? But. It is genuine. It's heartfelt. Um, I want to do this. This has been needed for well over a decade. The Masters have been screaming and help for years. And I'm here with with the flag to save them all, you know, and I want to build it and I want it to last. This isn't just a one year thing, two year thing, three year thing. I want this to be here for the next 50 years. Um, you know, I want to be able to potentially sell this down the road when it's super um, productive and just have it continue and then i can go do whatever i want to do but but yeah just just start from scratch and i will figure it out 
Also, well, think, I'm not afraid of a challenge. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's that way with any entrepreneur in general. You know, look, you're looking to start something. There's risks involved and there's potential big profits involved. I think that's what everybody who starts a business thinks, yeah. you know, that some people start a business and maybe they want to run that business forever. Some people start a business and they maybe are looking at selling They're, it in 10 years yeah. or flipping it or however, whatever the in- environment is. Um but yeah, you have a lot of potential pitfalls and money pits and things that you could run into that you haven't even, I know you, like I said, you've thought of a thousand things this week. There'll be a thousand more in the next month that you, that you, that you, do, yeah. that you didn't realize. And there is going to be. It might be a thousand more things tomorrow. That, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And of course there is potential for you to make money. And as we've been saying for dis, in disc golf for forever now, we have to get over the mentality that it's okay to make money in yeah. disc golf. We, we can't yeah. continue to, to, to frown upon TDs that walk away with a few hundred bucks. It's like, cool. You've done a lot of effort or like I said, the CEO of a new tour or however that works. If there's potential to be there, there's potential to lose a lot of money too. <laughs> so I, I think yeah. that is, yeah, I, I, I commend you. I think it's going to be difficult and I think you're going to, you're taking a lot on right now and, and it's going to be, gonna be it's gonna be fun for a lot of other people to watch yeah uh, well <laughs> what i what i think about is uh, like you just said i think there's definitely a challenge in uh and i'll go back specifically to the the next gen tour <clears throat> which because they had a large sponsor in the early goings in latitude 64 jumped on very quickly in a very big way for a little while it felt like it was a latitude 64 production of some sorts which Latitude 64 loved, of mm-hmm. course, I'm sure. And then I think Dave uh, Felberg then realized, you know, branching out, having more companies involved uh, at a greater scope, uh, maybe like you were saying, maybe made it a little bit more appealing. And that's where I think there's going to be a, a conversation with Innova and an understanding that, you know, are uh, are you is is this an Innova based product in the that the tour is and do they want to support it accordingly or is this you your Cali who happens to be sponsored by Innova and then is you know putting on this putting on the tour which is bigger than just Innova being hopefully a supporter of it I mean those are all again bridges and crossroads that you're going to have to come to and then figure out where it's easiest for you I yeah. I, I, I've been there from, you know, we've been there from a media perspective, you know, and when we started Smashbox, Legacy very quickly stepped up and said, we'd like to make a huge contribution to get you guys off the ground. And, and uh, Legacy was very quick to be that supporter and, and sponsor. But then as soon as we went to another event that wasn't Legacy based, they said, well, we don't know if we want that coverage. Because Legacy is supporting it and we're not Legacy. And it's like, yeah, I know, but that's how you get coverage. And like, eh. We still don't want it. Like, okay. So, y- y- yeah. Y- yeah. You know, you're going to have to, uh, yeah, get through all of that. <laughs> a lot of different hats. <laughs> fun. Uh, fun, fun, fun. Uh, yes. yes. All the things. Where, where did, and I, I'm, I think you've answered this, but just to be clear, where do you uh, see yourself in terms of vending, playing, competing, at, like outside of the weekends, or is this full time all you're concerned about? At this point, I mean, are you are you signed up for events that you're playing in yet this year? No. So basically, I'm retired. Yeah. Retired at 25. Retired at 25. That's not a bad gig. Yeah. Yeah. So 
No, you know, and and this is where I give, you know, I applaud Kristen Tatar and Paige Pierce and Katrina Allen and Jennifer Allen and Owen Scoggins and all of these people that have pioneered this sport and the FPO side. And, you know, they're all my friends, although Kat might deny that, but, you know, they're all my friends. And uh, I, I mean, I can't keep up with them and do all these things. And, you know, they're putting in the time and effort. It's nonstop, 24-7. They're being breathing, throwing disc golf, you know. And my heart and soul used to be in that. Mm-hmm. And it's not anymore. And that's just the nicest way to put it. Um, but it's, I mean, it's true. And, you know, if you don't love what you're doing, it's its hard to be successful, especially as an entrepreneur, because no one's, you know, waiting on you to clock in in the morning. So, um, and I just, it just lost the, you know, the, the thing that I loved and it just doesn't drive me anymore. So, um, event coordinating is where my heart is. Sales are where my heart is and genuinely growing the sport and creating longevity into this thing is very important, um, to me. And it's, it always has been, um, I can remember, you know, when I was first on the road, super broke, like super broke. And uh, bought my first, you know, 50 discs and I flipped them and I flipped them in like a few days, you know, and I was like, wait a minute, you know, there might be something to this. And it's crazy because I was out there and I was living the dream, you know, Haley King and I were on the road and, but I I started getting sidetracked by that. I'm like, this is really cool. Like, you know, you get to teach people what the discs do. You get to explain what the stamp is. You get to explain who you're sponsored by, you know. And, and I just genuinely fell in love with that. And I just started buying discs and flipping them, buying discs and flipping them, doing it over and over and over and over. And then here we are, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, that's where my passion is. And when that's your sole focus, you can't compete with, with the way that at the level that these FPO players are playing now, which is a good problem. That's an amazing problem. That's great for our sport. Um, and I applaud the FPO players for taking the sport where it is, you know, I can remember three years ago, no one wanted to watch FPO coverage. And now like the women have made it interesting. They're throwing shots that are really technical, very high level skilled shots that, you know, I can't do that. I'm not practicing. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm watching them throw these shots. I'm like, you know, when did, when did that happen? When, when did this, you know, I was, I was busy. I wasn't paying attention. When did we get to this level? And, it's really fun to watch. I'm on their cards and I'm like, wow, you know, like high five, like this is cool. And I realize I'm like, I am so out of my element at this point because I've spent so much time doing other things that it slipped by. And does it suck? Does it hurt every now and then? Sure. Do I miss it occasionally? Um, but my heart and soul is, is running an event and, Actually, I'm on the road right now. I'm running a jungle tour, an end of a jungle tour. So I just ran a tournament in Atlanta Sunday, and then I'm running two events this next weekend, one in Charleston and then one in Savannah. Then the next weekend, I'm running one at New World and then down in Gainesville, and then I'll head home for Christmas. Right after that, I'm running down to Foley, Alabama, then Mobile, and then I will head back up to Memphis. And then my parents have decided to move. So now I get to help with that <laughs> while I'm trying to manage all of all of the Disc Golf Masters Tour things. Um, luckily, it's only like 20 minutes, 25 minutes away. But um, so, yeah, so 
I get to go, you know, move my, basically my storage locker at this point out of one house into another and uh, help out with that. So lots of other things going on. My plan with the master's tour originally wasn't to take up all of my time, but seeing what it's grown into and seeing the, the initial interest, you know, that sparked something in me and I want this done right. I don't want to half-ass this, excuse me, but this, you know, if you're going to do it, you need to do it right. And that's another reason that I'm not playing because I'm not doing that right. And I don't think that that's fair to any of my sponsors to go out there and pretend like I'm, you know, just playing a casual round of golf. Um, as much as I love it and I love all the competitors and they're my friends, I don't think that that does them justice. Yeah, and I'll just, you know, double down on what you were saying in terms of it's all right that your your passion and your focus have shifted. You're still within disc golf. You found that, uh, you know, the, the competitor in you isn't the same you know, fire or, or doesn't have the same. We've all tenacity. done it. Everyone, yeah. everyone on this conversation has done the exact yeah, exactly. same thing. It, it, and so I, I, I think there's just, and I know you're accepting of that, but I, I think just to reassure that there's, there's nothing wrong with that in, and to know that disc golf is, is your love and your passion and you're shifting your focus slightly from a player into more of an entrepreneurial and uh, organizational tournament director role. Uh, and everything else that goes along with this, those aren't the only titles. But uh, I, yeah, there, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. I think some people feel like, oh, I don't know why you would do that. Uh, you got it, like you said, you got to follow where your heart and your soul and your passion is. And if that means shifting your focus, um, you, I think you're just smart enough to recognize it. Too many people stay, whether it's at another <laughs> job or within a job or within a division or whatever the case might be, at a job. Um, you know, to never just instead just be grumpy terrible humans you're just shifting your focus and there's nothing wrong with that yes so i appreciate it uh yeah bless you for recognizing and then and then acting on it because like i said so many people i just think you know uh kind of just forcefully fight through it as opposed to uh finding a different happiness so uh, definitely so uh where where you know you mentioned it earlier instagram facebook where are you considering right now kind of the the main hub or portal or information board whatever you want to call it what's kind of like your main source of 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 getting information out there where do you want people directed yeah so exactly what you just said so it's disc golf masters tour and it's a it's a public facebook group Okay. Um, obviously I did that because most of the generations that I'm targeting are on Facebook, not on Twitter, not on Instagram. So that's, that's the main source for information. However, Instagram is super important for sponsors. Terry, you know that. Um, so if you have an Instagram account or are willing to make one, please go follow it there as well. It's disc golf masters tour. Same thing. Super easy to find. Um, and then I'm hoping to gain a bunch of emails as we have events through Disc Golf Scene. And then I'll just slowly start shooting out announcements um, through that. But until then, you know, I can't do that. So, so but yeah, that's that's another way that I plan to contact people. Okay. And inevitably, there's, there's going to be conflicts from one event, you know, that might uh, focus uh, on these divisions versus another event. 
there's really nothing you can do about it at this point. As you said, you're kind of beholden to what the PDGA scheduling is, what a, a local tournament scheduling is. Um, what What is, maybe just reiterate, what is the, the route or the method, if there is availability or a weekend that may or may not fit, and an event or venue that may or may not fit, what's their course of action to reach out or to maybe even be considered or eligible? What do they need to do yeah, so- for you? Yeah, so if you want to get a hold of me, it's discgolfmasterstour at gmail.com. It's that simple. Uh, Shoot me an email with information. Same thing for sponsors. Sponsors are super important. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a huge sponsorship. You know, if if you're a small business owner, obviously I love small business, and you want to donate something as simple as a QR code on on a business card with a discount code to throw in players packs. Like I'm, I'm totally cool with, with throwing that in. Um, that just helps one in the sport. It doesn't cost a lot. Obviously it doesn't add a ton to a player's pack, but it's important to grow the sport. So, uh, literally anything, you know, it can be a cash donation. And the other thing to keep in mind is if you want media in your area at an event, you need to go start fundraising because I'm going to do my very best to provide it, but that's not guaranteed. So, and, you know, even if I do get that money, the money that you raise can just be added cash and make the make the event even better. Yeah, excellent. And, uh, again, Ace Run guys are out there, uh, which is awesome to see. They're, they're here almost every Tuesday night hanging out with us. So uh, we, of course, are excited to see what they can do. Uh, uh, I guess this is – maybe this is an obvious answer. You're, you will likely be utilizing a PDGA.com for scoring more often than not. I was thinking, I was thinking about, like – the stats and the numbers that we see with UDISC, but then I think about all the different divisions and the madness with that. <laughs> I, I'm assuming PDGA yeah. is probably uh, going to be Yeah, PDGA for now. Um, I do have that on the list of things to do to reach out to UDISC, even if it's just for the 40s divisions. Or, sure. you know, I think we just need to start somewhere. Um, and I just need to talk with them to what that entails. And maybe we could do it for every division. The other thing is you have to remember that some of these players may not have smartphones. And even if they do, they may not know how to use them. So, you know, it's a little different than what we're used to. And I'm going to bear with these guys. And if they need a tutorial on how to use their phone, I'm happy to give them one. (laughs) Well, the good thing is um, almost all events now have use PDGA live for almost most, for most of the divisions. So I think, uh, that part shouldn't be too big of a correct. Hurdle. I think of of both, you know, COVID certainly helping kind of push forward mm-hmm. the digital scoring so much in the last couple of years that it's become that much more uh, just commonplace. I mean, Tom McManus, you're out there, Tom PDJ one two seven six, right? <laughs> Tom, you you use the the digital Sally phones, aren't you? Listening, Tom. <laughs> I'm in your ear, Tom. Are you listening? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! All right. Uh, any any totally open floor any anything else you either want to you know dispel any rumors do you want to clarify anything uh you want to get out in front or or anything anything at all totally open floor uh for anything else yeah uh there's been a few people that have been upset about events that i've set up that may be you know overlapping or shadowing other events mm. And I want to make sure that everyone knows that that was not intentional. You know, I was doing this on my own and these are big private events and big private venues that I had to reach out to. And, you know, it was really hard to schedule around the pro tour 
and the and the majors and try to come up with my own uh, events because they're just B tiers and work around all the A tiers. It was very difficult to come mm-hmm. up with. It was like the most difficult jigsaw puzzle I've ever done in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so I and, you know, if, if you are hurt by anything that's happened so far, I want to apologize. That was not ever my intentions. And I hope that you can see that there's a bigger picture here and hopefully we can work together in the future and make this make this a positive thing not a negative thing yeah uh again the just the coordination alone is uh is mind bending cr- yeah it's crazy <laughs> uh and then uh final event final weekend uh championship weekend all that stuff is yeah are they playing for a overall series championship for points at the very end is that kind of how it works um, similar yeah, to what we so the Pro I'm, Tour. Give us the, the finale weekend, yeah. maybe a, a, a quick high-level overview. Yeah, so the goal in my mind is to have $50,000 out of cash for that event, which obviously that's a big dream. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully I hopefully we get more than that. But it's going to take, take a lot of time and a lot of coordination and just working to build value in this. And I'm hoping that within the first few months, Hopefully it highlights this tour enough that we can get additional sponsors that maybe had doubts in the beginning. Um, but yeah, with that, you know, Ridge Roller has reached out and obviously this is a great tour for a cart company to be involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping to potentially, you know, do a custom cart to the tour winners or something, something really cool for the AMs. Um, sure. And, you know, He's reached out and he's made a point where he told me his dream was to, you know, build carts in front of people and show up with a trailer of parts and you literally can build your own custom cart in front of people. So there's a lot of cool things that have never been done before that are that are kind of coming together. And, you know, I'm hoping to make this a big deal. I want the finale to be absolutely huge Um, in, you know, communication with Squatch. They're very interested. So. We've got a lot of big companies that are interested, and I'm hoping to blow it out of the water and make sure that people are excited about the the following season. Uh, location and and weekend has that been selected and finalized in terms of your finale or no? Yeah, so yeah, it's going to be at North Cove. It's October 19th through the 22nd, I believe, right off okay. the top of my head. And the reason for that, because there's been some questions on that, so that's two weeks after USDGC. Mm-hmm. which typically I'm in the area and one week after the disc golf pro tour finale, which mm-hmm. means both of those are in North Carolina. And then this will also be in North Carolina. So that's the reason for that North Cove. If you haven't been there, it's in Marion, North Carolina. It is an absolutely beautiful venue. Um, you've got a very large disc golf course or excuse me, ball golf course going through there. And they've installed three disc golf courses. It has creeks and rivers running all through the property. I mean, it's one of the prettiest venues I've ever been to. And at that time, it should have the the leaves changing on the trees and it should be absolutely perfect. So um, I want to thank Kyle for helping with that. Uh, He owns uh, the North Cove venue and, and I'm super excited. That's actually where Germ just got married. So if you want to look at that, you know, that might give you an idea of how beautiful that place is. Wow, it it must be magical. Somebody somebody put a ring on Germ's finger, so it's got to yeah. be a magical place. I mean, <laughs> very special. Oh lord, ah, we love big German jewels. All right, well, Callie, uh, I know 
It, your, your night, I'm sure, isn't even close to over, even though it's uh, after midnight there on the East Coast. Uh, you've got a ton of stuff to do. She just started and, the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, um, yeah it, uh, we can't say enough that, uh, first of all, thank you for picking this up and running with it. Year after year, our, our people have said, our master's age players usually have said, we really need a master's tour. Let's make it happen. And I keep saying, yeah, go run one. And nobody, nobody picked up that <laughs> offer. And it took someone 25 to exactly, do it. Exactly. <laughs> and here you did it. And so for that, we very much do uh, love and appreciate it. We wish you nothing but the, all the success in the world. Obviously, you know, I'm just a, uh, uh, a Facebooks or a YouTubes or a tweets or whatever away. Uh, so if there's anything I can help with, uh, make sure you reach out to us and we'll do everything we can. Uh, even thinking ahead, if there's a regular check in or maybe a segment uh, of some kind that, you know, weekly that we can provide for you uh, here on Smashbox, that'd be kind of a fun thing to do a little, um, you know, master's tour check in or update after every event you have or something like that. Make sure that we get all the love shared out there uh yeah, yeah we'll talk about all that stuff you've got plenty lots of things to, yeah <laughs> but thank you so much for Good. joining hopefully the world uh knows that much more about the masters tour now and um they'll still probably have questions but again go out to facebook read a little you know or even like search search button because it's probably been asked i'm just gonna so, post yeah, please just, read please read the post yes. no just just do a little bit of reading people um and yeah. uh Callie uh again we wish you the best of luck and if there's anything we can do to to help out just let us know. Yes, thank you very much for having me and thank you for all the kind words and the support because I'm going to need it. <laughs> so yes, uh, I appreciate yes. it a ton. Well, you, you you got this. We're uh we're in your corner. Yeah. Best of luck to you and uh we'll talk soon. Thanks for coming on tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. Callie. Have yeah. a good one. Bye. Ooh, I just thought of a Stupid question. Let me message her. <laughs> she has bitten off a lot. Yeah. And I mean, she's a go-getter. She's an entrepreneur. Yep. I, I think she should. Hopefully she's got a lot of uh, she's got a lot of ducks to get in a row. I'll say that. And For sure. And, I, and I'm excited to see how this does pan out for a myriad of reasons you know one of which as you said we've heard for now for a few years since really the pro tour has come up that the masters would always like a piece of that and now they're going to get their version of it so i'm I'm curious to see how many competitors hit you know i, I don't think she'll have a problem filling out some of these events mm-hmm. um the question is who's going to get the tour who you know is this going to be kind of you know, three to four different re- small regional tours that kind of end up being a bigger tour? Or will people travel 8, 10, 12, 14 hours to hit some of these other events? I- I'm really curious to see where it goes. Well, I'm personally calling out one Steve Rico right now. Steve, get your ass on this tour. You keep talking that that we, we're not seeing enough of you. There's I- There's not enough shine and polish and 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 spotlight there's not a lot of there's not a lot of steve to see it's kind of small well (laughs) i'm just saying there hasn't he 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 wants to bask in that spotlight for being the superstar player that he is and we all know that he is here's your chance get out there dominate this tour Mm -hmm. and uh we'll be seeing you then probably week in and week out so um, i i am personally he he says nobody cares about the masters 
There's an entire Callie tour. does. There's an entire <laughs> tour designed for you. Let's see you on it every single week. That's what I want to see. I also want to say if we're talking about someone that's eligible for Masters, we've uh, seen what she's been doing this year. One Sarah Hokum celebrating her birthday today, specifically today, December sixth. Still, depending on where you are in the country, but uh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday to one world Sarah champion. Hokum. Yes. Sarah Holcomb. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> uh, speaking of world champions, there was a big announcement right after our show last week. A couple of them, including this Masters Tour. Well, I, I, I'm talking about world champions right now. I mean, okay. not that some world champions won't be playing this Masters Tour, as we know they will be. Um, Paige Shu announced a, uh, a a change in sponsorship. She well, put depart- a, yeah. She she departed. She's departing from Dynamic Discs, which is, I think, a kind of big deal. She is a, a the 2018 World Champion, mm-hmm. 2010 Junior Junior World Champion. Don't you dare forget she, that. I'm sorry. I will not. I, I didn't know the year. I knew she was a Junior World <laughs> Champ. I didn't know the year. I wasn't gonna. Same year as Rick. Same. Oh yeah, that's right. Same yeah. year as Rick. Um, but and Wiggins. Her her dad is currently. CEO or president of mm-hmm. Dynamic Discs. And I think there was a lot made last year when Kona left Innova for DD. And considering her father, her father holds w- a position, a, a relatively big position with Innova. Mm-hmm. And Doug holds probably an even bigger position in DD. And his daughter is going to be choosing what sounds like a different sponsor of some sort. And she hasn't announced what is in the future, what type of sponsor. It might not be a disc manufacturer. We could see it be anything else. But it, I, I find it very interesting to see that Paige Shu is leaving Dynamic Discs and hopes to be out on tour more next year. Yeah, which to me, like you said, there is definitely um, some similarities that you can draw in that it, it feels, because we're been around for a little while mm-hmm. and, and we're a little bit, uh, set in our old ways here. Uh, it feels almost crazy to think because I would have when, never guessed it. Yeah, when you think of Paige and her father and her mother who works there, mm-hmm. and her going to school there, and just her, you know, the the symbiotic relationship she's had. You think of Paige and you think of she. Yeah, Dynamic she Discs. worked at the warehouse. She yes. worked at the store. Exactly. Um, it, it, they are synonymous. It like the 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 Bierkuses, or now Shoe. Yeah. Um and dynamic disc and so i am excited to see what she has what what she is doing because i would hope that if she left maybe she already has something lined up that she just hasn't reached out or not reached out but hasn't announced yet um and it was really nice because dd put out a great video honoring page and mm-hmm. a, a little history about you know when she got on the team and emac was in it and jeremy rusco was in it and it just it kind of laid it out and it was very heartfelt you can tell that this is a a, a a separation that both sides are really like cool it's going yeah, to be still on good terms still on good terms it's it's going to be best for maybe both parties so yeah uh, and it'll be interesting to see exactly what her I was going to say touring life, but what her golf life looks like. She's obviously she's graduated. 
uh, with a degree in the last uh, year or two. She has now a child. Uh, she got married just a couple of years ago. I mean, she's gone through all of the major life changes uh, and milestones, or not all of them, but many significant life milestones here in the last couple of years. And we haven't seen her playing as much due to those other reasons, which is makes perfect mm-hmm. sense, of course. Uh, so I'm interested to see what does this mean for Paige Shoe on tour, assuming she's going to have a different manufacturer sponsor and that she'll then take that on the road. Cause to get another manufacturer to then play the same or even less golf seems unlikely. Seems silly uh, at that point. So I think what this really means is there's probably going to be more page out there on tour is what I would assume. Again, I guess we'll just kind of uh, hold our breath until we find out more, but of course, we wish uh, nothing but the best of luck for her and and, and excited to see what comes of this uh, overall. And uh, I thought I had other sponsor news that's now just slipping my mind. It is, and it'll come to me three <laughs> minutes after we log off. So I'll, I'll, I'll think of it for then. Um, I had... Other thoughts too, and I, wow. I should have wrote them down. I was just thinking earlier as we were wrapping up. I should Sally, do like, prep work. <laughs> no, it wasn't even prep no, work. It was like, oh, I've got other thoughts for later, and then I, I, I totally spaced out on whatever those thoughts were. Uh, I don't know that I have a lot more for a regular show, and if I do think of it, it'll have to be part of the after show. Um, but I think that's about all that we have out here, isn't it? It really is. I mean, I think that's a pretty jam packed night full uh, of good. Uh, Good information. Two great interviews. Uh, I know one of the other th- quick thoughts that I had was that I believe the new uh, a new episode of On Tour came out. Came out yesterday. Yesterday. Today's Tuesday. I, again, I keep thinking it's Monday. My apologies. But a new uh, episode of On Tour came out. Uh, I, I saw a lot of positive things written about. I did not get a chance Nor have to I. download it or watch it in this case. But I know that's out. And... Uh, spoiler, tomorrow I'm going to be recording a uh, a couple of uh, Wednesday rewatches with a few of our champions from uh, various events this year. There's Ooh. two of them that I'm going to be recording back-to-back, one male and female, one male, one female, and uh, looking forward to recording Don't those. Don't spoil it for me, bro. I always I, think those are live. I know. Well, they have been, actually, uh, but now, now not this year. So uh, look for, uh, well, those I think are going to start coming out. I don't. I don't recall the actual uh, release schedule, but I think it's going to be another month or so before those start coming out. But we're going to have some Wednesday rewatches. In the meantime, on tour is going to continue uh, to unfold. I believe now every Monday from here on out for the next three. For the next three, I believe you. Uh, uh, which should be the last three. E- That'd be. I think there were eight episodes. Oh, I thought there were six. Were there six? Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe there are six episodes. I don't know. That, Neither that, of us know. That would make sense. We don't work. <laughs> I don't. We're work not on employed it. by the project. No, but I do know that uh, Corey and Jamie Thomas did like a, an AMA on Reddit. So if you want to, okay. if if you're interested in some of their history or the information of the on tour behind the scenes, behind the scenes of the behind the scenes show, mm. <laughs> then maybe you could go out and look at the Reddit thread. Um, I I breezed over it right when they kind of started answering some questions, um, and then I just tailed away. So, but please, by all means, go go promote and check that out. <laughs> funny I'm getting, I'm getting a uh, notification via the Instagrams that somebody was hacked who was kind of an odd message this weekend about uh trying to something about clothing company and 
going to some platform and all this other stuff. And I was like politely like kind of replying oh. along uh, then just to have a, a, the gentleman reach out and say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, these messages <laughs> earlier, I was hacked. I uh, was it's, hacked. It's kind of funny to see that. All right. Uh, yeah, I've got some random stuff for the after show. And oh, uh, great. of course, we're going to have our giveaways <laughs> and all that other stuff um, as usual. But I think that's about it. I'm going to get another quick plug in either tonight or maybe tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to put up some information. I teased it out in the last week or two that I think we're going to move forward with a chaining in the new year, a flex start in northern Illinois, southeastern Wisconsin area. So would love to see so many of you for the uh, flex start that's going to take place. Also, is it going to be warm? I'm pretty much guaranteeing it. You're guaranteeing warm weather, like 50 to 60? relative. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bigger guy. What's warm to me might be a little chilly for some. Uh, But yeah, it'll it'll be great weather. You should definitely, everyone should come out and play on New Year's Eve. We'll have to come up with some crazy games in addition. Yeah, anyway. Uh, And then also this weekend, I am excited to partake in an event that actually took place uh, last year that they did. Uh, I, I want to find the official naming of it, but essentially it's a Fly Mart, Swap Mart, Disc hmm. Golf Collection you know, type thing taking place down in Illinois uh, at Workforce Brewing. And I was going to try and find the official title of it, but it's going on this weekend, and I'm looking forward. And to- a lot of people coming in, like it's a Fly Mart, bringing this particular Fly Mart, is it? stocked plastic or is it more selective discs you know are you going to find more likely you're maybe a little bit more collectibles or can an an average person show up and be like hey i'm just looking for you know i'm looking for two trespasses yeah so okay i'm going to give you some official titling it's called the holiday disc swap sunday december 11th from noon to five bring new or used plastic or disc golf related items Door prizes and, of course, great beer. Food on site from Happy Belly. 25 vendors, this golf guy being one of them. Uh, and that's taking place. That's in Plainfield, Illinois. And uh, there are, well, like you just said, there are 25 different vendors that have reserved tables. And so every vendor will bring something a little bit. Last year, there were a ton of really unique Non-disc, not uh, non-dis is what I should say. I was going to say non-disc golf, non-dis. So uh, there was some artwork there. There were uh, just a lot of different things that were made, some homemade things. Um, and then you, of course, have plenty of people with collectibles, plenty of people with super high valuables, a lot of dyeing uh, companies sure. that do a lot of different dyes right. and things of that nature. Uh, whatever you're into, I did bring. Uh, we had we'd showed up with a lot of stock merchandise, not really knowing what to expect. So I had a ton of stock merchandise this year. I think I'm going to focus a little bit more on some custom stamps. Also bring a little bit more in terms of apparel, hats, things of that nature, and stuff that's a little bit more unique, um, and not necessarily focus on a stock Zeus or destroyer or trespass, but more so some a uh, little bit okay. more custom things. Speaking, it's of good which, to know. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy, today I picked up just shy of 200 bins, plastic ah. bins, which normally wouldn't excite most of you, except for I'm talking about the 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 larger gray bins that you see a lot of our vendors. You go to in a lot of events and you see vendors that then are storing anywhere from 30 to 40 discs in these uh, really heavy-duty 
usually gray, sometimes black bins. Well, I, I've I've managed to hunt down another two hundred, <laughs> and I then took quite a few discs that were in storage and in boxes, and finally took them out of boxes and put them into said bins where they're much more protected, and. Oh my God, did I find a lot of gems. <laughs> I had to stop myself from taking pictures and getting a little too excited because I found... what. I, all right. Tell us at least one gem that you found. I will tell you that it was... I did not know that I apparently acquired or ordered more than a hundred <laughs> proto... Zeus discs uh, that are the prototypes from Discraft. The Kongs? Well, they, they didn't say Kong, but they, they, they were, had the prototype stamp. And then I had first runs. But apparently I, I acquired more than 100 of the uh, prototype Zeus. Because I've got a box of five that Kongs had Kong written that literally on. had... Well, the box has Kong. I've never opened the box. Oh, well, so. you should look and... Yeah. yeah, presumably they probably say uh, Kong in the... And the uh, in the engraving. Oh, well, well, we'll have to look after the show, Terry. Anyway, th- that was just I, I didn't realize I had so many first run Lunas and um, just an absurd amount of goodies. I found plenty of Innova, plenty of Discraft. I it was just good getting some of this stuff uh, even more securely positioned over into some of these bins. So, uh, yeah, I will pay a lot of money for some proto Hades. Danny. You don't have enough money for all the proto Hades that I found. <laughs> I have a lot of them, but anyway, that that's again for uh, another. This is Terry teasing people, I, by I, the way. This just, is because it did get me excited to see, like, holy cow! I didn't know I had this many and and so many dozens of four time claw undertakers and forces and still buzzes and zones. I had more than I even realized. It's uh, it's good to know. Uh, <laughs> Let's wrap this up, Terry. All right. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. We had a great time. We uh, had a chance to catch up with our good friend, Double G. Uh, I, I don't know how you, you can't love that guy. Uh, it was so fun to watch this weekend. And again, hats off to the uh, entire Chainhawk crew, Chris, and James, just the entire crew. It was all hands on deck, as I would expect. We never did throw, mention the winners. Double G was the winner. AJ Carey in second, Gavin Rathbun in third, Jared Stoll in fourth. Uh, so thank you to Double G for joining us tonight. I know he had a busy night of stuff going on, so I was glad he could jump in. And then Callie McMorrin, we said it, uh, biting off a, a a monumental, just an insane amount of, of work. But she's fearless, and she's got a lot of support, and we're looking forward to what she can do with it. And we're going to finally see a Masters Age Tour. Sure take place we've been calling for it for a lot of years somebody had to step up and do it and uh well she she's answering that call and uh we wish her nothing but the best in anything we can do to help her out so thank you everyone again for johnny v i'm terry miller the disc golf guy the after show we've got some stuff to give away we've got some other silly stories we'll see you then when you step inside the smash box thank you to our two dollar and above patrons your name is listed below in the credits If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 